Welcome back to the Roll Blob Podcast. Andy, what is good? And everything's good. I mean, we had a little bit of a week off, but we had plenty of time to get a, get a bunch of content and have a good show planned for you all today. So I think so, too. I think it was the perfect amount of time off, and I think we got a good amount of stuff. I think we got some good updates on the team, some updates on recruiting, some funny Twitter drama, and uh, a, bunch of, a, bu- a bunch of good odds and ends, man. I think it's going to be a good show. And no better way to start it than taking it to Andy Mack. Cool. So honestly, the first thing I think we should talk about is Deshaun Holt, Andy. Um, he was on campus, I believe, yesterday. Um, it wasn't an official visit because you're not allowed to do any official visits right now. Um, but he was on campus. What are your thoughts? So um, from based on today, we got some nuggets. I know we ordered wings, but we got nuggets instead. Hopefully, we can get an order of wings here in the next couple of days. Uh, but I do want wings? Everything, everything that we saw from Musketeer Report. It seems very positive. I mean, there's no commitment, no real sign that there's a commitment coming in the coming days. But everything that they've been told and we have learned, it shows that we are in a very good position. Um, he taught, He's very close friends with Dwan, who he talked to on, uh, on campus. And he seemed to be, from everything that I've heard, he seems to be at home and have that home feel. He's built a good relationship with uh, Colby. Dwan and obviously Jonas, Jonas Hayes. So in my mind, it looks like we are in a great position to continue that Atlanta to Cincinnati train. And that's what it seems like. And I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but it's like, if you're from Atlanta or even the state of Georgia, or honestly, even the Southeast in general, and we send in Jonas Hayes, you should just commit on the spot just because it's just inevitable. Shirt. Yeah. Why delay the inevitable? You might as well just commit and, you're going to be first team all big east I'm, I'm willing to just say that he's i think michael jordan needs to fucking stand aside because he's going to be better than michael jordan it's official and if, if you're from georgia and jonas hayes talks to you like just get your get ready to put your number in that in those rafters because it's going to happen like we're, we're going to see exactly. with Juan, we're going to see it with um with deshaun once he's in here like he just recruits the hell out of that state and as far as as far as I've seen, I think uh, Alabama's are really really our only true contender, and obviously um, George is the in-state guy. Uh, he has a good relationship with Wake Forest, from what I've heard. But it really seems to be a two-horse race between us and Alabama. And I really think to myself, what the hell does Alabama have over us? Football? Only proximity. That's all I can think of. And. I don't know if kids really care about football. I mean, I know it's a bigger school, and I can kind of understand that because it's just a different feel than going to X, like having like that small Catholic school vibe, which some people prefer and some people prefer the bigger schools. So, I mean, it, it depends on the kid, but I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to coaching staff and opportunity and things like that. Like, I think those are the biggest uh, impacts on a recruit committing, but I think that the other stuff can have a part in it, you know? 
but they have proximity. I mean, they have the bigger school vibe and all that kind of shit. But I think basketball stuff, I think X has the, the upper hand. Absolutely. And we have, and we have Jonas Hayes. So <laughs> Jonas Hayes is phenomenal <laughs> building those relationships. He's already got that relationship with Juan, like I just mentioned. So I, that, that gives us a major upper hand. Um, Alabama does have that bigger school, bigger um, vibe, and like those those Alabama Saturdays will will be exciting. I mean, no one's going to deny that, and it's right. really all about uh, where. It must be nice to have a football going. school that you know has a chance of winning a championship. Right, like they're gonna they're always going to have that excitement for for four years. Like your champion, you're a championship contender, and they're going to have like that a, big fun feel. But that's also as unlike a, a Clifton school. Wait, what's what's a Clifton? I have no idea what a Clifton yeah, like, is. And there might be a school in South Bend that, like, pretends like they have a chance, but really probably doesn't. I mean, yeah, every year that, that school in South Bend, I mean, admittedly, they are put in a list of contenders, but it's a long shot every single year. So <laughs> right. we're not going to name I mean, that school. We're not even going to name those fans no. or anybody that really roots for them because we're not going to get into how heartbreaking it is every single year to how, hear how much – of a chance you have and then get crushed when you go 10 and two. I mean, they might go and lose by 40. I mean, that's not that bad of a time. <laughs> it was a horrible <laughs> time. Absolutely horrible time. Depends on, depends on your perspective. For Cincinnati, that's an awesome season. And then uh, <laughs> at least we were there. At least we, at least we have a football team, bro. <laughs> oh, they're the fucking worst. Okay. So that kind of, I think with Deshaun Holt, man, I think he's like the icing on the cake. I think if you get Deshaun Holt, you're pretty much done in 2021. And what I'm hearing, the staff is cool if we get a recruit in 2021 or not. Like, they're already recruiting a shit ton of 2022 wings. So they're kind of just like, okay, if we get one here, that's great. And if not, we're prepared for that too. And I think with how well Colby Jones has been, how well he's been, and how good Colby Jones has been. <laughs> how goodly. It's, it's how goodly he has been. He's been so goodly, dude. It's a roll blob pod, so hop off, people. Um, uh, not literally hop off. I mean, stay off. Yeah, no, but yeah, – yeah. uh, <laughs> But I mean, we're horny over here. But uh, <laughs> but I think it shows a lot of confidence in, um, you know how how show how much they're confident in Colby Jones. You know how good he's been. So I think they're cool. You know if they don't get one right now, but I think it would be awesome because he can just do so much and he's so versatile. And he's he's one of the most athletic guys that we that we've targeted. Uh, so he's he's an all around athlete. He's an all around great player. He'll be a great defender. And he's six five six six. Like that from the guard position is. Like who who would say no to that? I think but, he's a legit six seven, Andy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I might bust now. That <laughs> that may have got me. <laughs> people's champ. You're the people's fucking champ. You're literally a voice of the people. I do I do what I can. I my my this beautiful voice does wonders. And if whoever I can speak for, like follow me. I'm I'm very happy to do it. Um, exactly but i mean so it, it does sound like you know if he commits awesome let's throw a party like we're we're ecstatic he'll be um he'll be the uh number two guy number two in the guy in this class but if we Dude, don't get think... him then i mean we're already a top 30 class if we don't get him we're already focused on 2022 and uh we got elijah tucker in there who can be a wing it's looking like he can he's gonna start uh, working on the perimeter game, he's looking like he's doing that very, very well. So, if we add to that, phenomenal. If not, then we already got 2022 working. Absolutely, bro. And, like, I think that he's super underrated. 
by the Xavier staff, honestly. In my opinion, I think Xavier's under-recruiting him, to be honest with you. Like, I think he's, I think he's awesome. I think he's a really good all-around player. And I think with all the shooting you already have in the fold, like, especially for the future, you can afford to take a guy like Deshaun Holt, who's already a decent shooter. It's not, he's, not a, he's not an elite shooter, but he's a good shooter. You and know? he's a great all-around. He can do it at all three levels. Exactly. So, he's just a good basketball huge. player. And you already have Colby. You already have, um, you already have a bunch of shooters. Kiki Tandy, elite shooter. C.J. Wilcher, elite shooter. Um, you have a bunch of elite shooters and Kunkel, elite shooter. Um, so you already have like three elite shooters that would probably contend with any school's top three in the country. So you can afford to take a guy who's not Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Like, I don't right. understand. I think the staff is kind of traumatized by how crappy the last two years have been, and I get that, you know. Like, they've been really bad. But I think they're freaking out just a little too much on the shooting. That's just my opinion. Overcompensating. We, we've been high on Deshaun Holt this entire time. Ever since we were um, really targeting these three wings, Santos, Taylor, and Holt. Right. Like we, we've Holt's kind of been our guy. And I think we've kind of realized like how good of a player he truly is. And he can also be really good defensively. So if we land him, that could probably take us to a top 20 class. Like, and that, that, would, that would be, I think that would be complete the greatest recruiting stretch we've ever seen over the, over three years immediately. As soon as Travis Steele took over. I and not I agree that's more, huge bro. for the play, uh, huge for the program. It would literally but, be like the ideal scenario. Like, like, honestly, man, like, we, we talk about it, and normally it never happens where, like, three years in a row, you get pretty much everyone you wanted, you know? Right. I mean, last year we, we uh, kind of missed out on Ben Carlson, so it's not like we, we're invincible, but we're, yeah. we're used to getting the guys we want. And it's like we got and, the Paul Scruggs class, which is loaded, but the year after that you got Don Terrace, James, and Keontae Kennedy. And then it's like you had the Trayvon Blewett, Edmund Sumner class. The year after that you got Kaiser Gates. You know, yes. Kaiser Gates was a good player, but it's just one dude. It's not like you're getting, like, another three or four stuff, right. you know? Like, so it's, it's ridiculous. And I know we've talked about this for a little while, so we should probably move on, but it's honestly insane. And if you get Deshaun Holt, I think you can be fucking stoked about what the next – I think I've talked about this. I talked about this on Broken Anchor. I think, like, this year you're good, then you can compete. You should expect to be in the NCAA tournament. Year after next, like, mm-hmm. you can expect to be, like, damn good. I think two years after that. Like, not this season or next season, but the following season, we could be, like, potentially, if the pieces fall right, like, Final Four good. Lead a Final Four, like, as a legitimate expectation. Right. You're at least putting yourself in that chance to really compete at the highest level. You know, right. think, think of Kiki Tandy and Fremantle as seniors and potentially Odom, Odom, Jones, Wilcher as juniors. I mean, That's just low. That's right there. That is – Oh man, that is absolutely. And then you got Cesar. And I, th- I think off the I think Kunkel would be a senior that season. Does oh. T- Kunkel has two seasons? Does he not, or does he have one season? It's I think two, he has two. two. Yeah. So that down. would be his senior season. Oh. I know. God. Like that team could be disgusting. You could potentially still have Deontay Miles. I mean, Daniel Ramsey, and if those dudes develop, holy shit! So think think of this. One of Colby Jones, C.J. Wilcher, and Adam Kunkel are going to be coming off the bench. Exactly. Ridiculous. Like, apparently, is... and the word out of, out of uh, campus right now is that they're very happy with both Wilcher and Jones. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I mean, we've been talking about Jones nonstop over the past, like, three or four Jones episodes. Jones has been 
Jones has been the bright spot of an, of the practice of practice so far, and it's not really that close. And everyone else has been good, but he's been very impressive. From what right, and that, that does not take away from the work that everybody else is doing. Like we still, I mean, CJ Wilder is still putting in work. They're still very very high on him. Uh, we've just been talking about Colby more because he's been just the star. And so he, I think this would be a good time for me to talk about that little tidbit I had that I heard Rick say on Musketeer Report. Absolutely. Um, so you let's rewind back to the 2014 class, which was Trayvon Blewett, Edmund Sumner, J.P. McCura, that class. Um, the freshman year, like in practice, you know, Trey was such a big recruit, right? Um, the coaching staff was like, I know Trey's a big recruit and Trey's been fucking awesome, but Ed might be the best freshman on this, in this class. And I remember at the time, like no one really believed that because Trey was so good and such a big recruit. But um, I heard, I think Brian Snow said this, he said it's kind of a similar vibe out of Cintas right now with Duan Odom and Colby Jones. Colby Jones has been kind of the Edmund Sumner of this class, like very, very impressive for what he was ranked. And Duan Odom's been awesome too, but they're like, man, Colby Jones could even be the best freshman we have, and we got Duan Odom, you know? <laughs> so it, it, when I heard that, I was like, holy shit. Like I knew he had been good, but that kind of put it in perspective for me, you know? And we kind of think of like how good – I mean, Ed, um, Ed redshirted eventually. Um, right. But at Ed, Ed's freshman year, we saw exactly how good he was. Oh and my we, god! We can't expect that out of um, uh, we can't expect that expect that out of Colby Jones. But we think of how good that team was and how talented Ed was as a player. And dude, uh, from from the very jump, comparison. you were like, "Holy sh!" I remember the first time I saw him play. I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" Yeah, like I he was we recruited him. Like he was this small, skinny dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're like. I mean, redshirting obviously made sense. He's still but, pretty like, he skinny, really, and he's in the NBA. He is, and like, <laughs> but he's so athletic. Dude. And I think we're getting a little bit of a less athletic Edmund Sumner. Yeah, Colby Jones isn't isn't Edmund Sumner. He's not right. the no, athlete no, no, no. that just pops off the not the same the type film. of player either. But like to but get he those does a little bit of everything, of man. And he's long. He's athletic, bro. He can do everything, and he's just a very smart player. And apparently, his shot is way better than they expected. And that is, I mean, that's a, as a, as a shooter shooting coach myself, like that just, that's just music in my ears. I love shooting. Anybody that's ever coached with me, played with me, talked basketball with me, they, they know that and how much I prioritize shooting. And in, in my mind, this is the first year of the Travis Steele era. And I think this is going to be a much, much different look than what we, what we're used to the last couple of years. And in my I, mind, the Travis Steele era starts right now. Like this is his first real team. This is the that, true like this, evaluation. This like he right, has a exactly. class that is they got through one year. Um, he's going to get a senior led in, in Paul Scruggs, mm-hmm. who he's also familiar with. Um, and then this is the first year we can be like, all right, how did his players develop after one full season? Right. That's that's this is our first true evaluation of what Travis Steele has done. We've already seen him turn a team around. We've already seen him. Uh, like prioritize. Keep it, afloat and it was really tough. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and he, he brought a team back from the dead. And yes, mm-hmm. the last two seasons have been disappointing, but he has really, he's gotten some key guys to buy into what he's doing. And he's doing that same thing with recruits. He's bringing in a culture. And that culture is you're going to come in, you know exactly what your role is, you know exactly the competition that you have for that playing time we need to work towards. And if that's not cool with you, then this is not the spot for you. Right. He's kind of already established that culture and established that vine, um, uh, vibe. This is going to be team victories all the time. 
Yep, that, that's what he's – and I think you've seen that too. I think you've, you've seen him recruit that kind of personality type, like a Colby Jones, a DeJuan Odom, like team guys. I think you've definitely seen that. So I think that kind of covers that part. And Colby Jones and Brian Griffin looking really, really good. And Brian Griffin, uh, that, yep. that's something I just, I just saw recently. Like, right. He looks a lot big. Like, he's playing a lot bigger than 6'8", it looks like. And it's yeah, not really he, against defense, but he just looks stronger than I remember from his videos. He looks rope, a lot in yeah. better shape. Reports are that he's impressed more than they initially thought, just kind of like a vibe of like this dude can freaking rebound. He's our strongest guy on the team. He's going to give you a lot of like that brawn that we're going to be missing that Tyreek's gone. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be Tyreek, but I think he gives you more of that because Fremantle and Carter are good players. I think Fremantle's going to be a stud, but he's not what Tyreek was. He's a different player, you know, and I think he's tough and I think he's nasty, but Tyreek was the third best rebounder in college basketball. You know, you can't expect Fremantle to be anywhere close to that good. Even though I think he's going to be really good, but Brian Griffin apparently is, is looking way better than they expected, which is awesome. And he's one also got more. that of Tyreek, I mean, Tyreek had. Oh, he's going to – oh, he dunks everything, which, I've, which I love. I love dudes that dunk everything, man. <laughs> like, if I see a mixtape and they're dunking everything, I'm like, give me this guy right now. Um, so that's awesome. And so I, I, right now I'm hearing he's the second big man in the rotation, which is kind of interesting because I thought it was going to be Yante Miles, just in my opinion. I kind of thought Griffin was going to be the like, Third. fight for playing time. Like, he might be that Sean O'Mara senior that comes in maybe – 10, 15 minutes a game, get some great rebounds, and you know, takes it out to, uh, to um, an outlet. And it looks like that Brian Griffin's going to have a much bigger role than we expected. And we'll know a little more as the summer goes on and start, we start getting into the um, whole bubble that's definitely happening. Uh, we'll see more of what Brian Griffin's role is going to be. But Xavier fans, like, expect like, – what, take what you're expecting out of him and probably double that. Like Absolutely, he, and he's going to have it's a great senior season. And the competition can't hurt, and it'll only be good while uh, while we wait for Deontay Miles to develop a little bit. But I, I think Deontay Miles is more ready than most people think. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think it could be like a ride the hot hand kind of thing at, as, at the big position. And, um, and we we've seen that, that before. Years ago. Yeah. Well, we've seen that with the three-man big rotations. We had uh, Tyreek, Cantor, and, and Sean. And I remember that season, Tyreek had some lulls. Cantor had some lulls. John O'Mara had some ups and downs, so I could definitely see riding the big, riding the uh, the hot hand. Even though I think this year it'll be Fremantle, it will be the number one guy he's by gonna, a decent he's stretch. Gonna the, he's gonna be the system guy, the guy that I know we're gonna we're gonna. He start, should be your know, slow and starting center um, yeah. to begin with, but there may be games where you know he just doesn't have it. But that's where Griffin and Miles come in. Like they're, I think Miles will have some days. games. I think Miles is going to have a couple games this year where you're like, oof, this dude, when he puts it together, he's going to be really good. I think you'll have some moments where you're like, Deontay, what the fuck are you doing? But I think he's going to have some moments where you're like, okay, this dude could be a problem. We even saw that with freshman Reek. Like, freshman Reek, like, he had some absolutely dominant games. I mean, that, that game against Creighton uh, in Omaha where I mean, he had close to a double-double that game. That was, that was really his big breakout game. As a freshman? Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. He and Cuba I remember a game at games. home against Utah. He had, like, two nasty put-back dunks. It was, like, one of the first, like, six or seven games of the season. And I was just like, holy shit. Because normally freshman bigs, I don't expect hardly anything out of. If they're seeing the floor, I'm like, this dude's good. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> normally freshman bigs. A couple games. Yeah, normally freshman bigs at Xavier are not much to speak of. We, we've had some 
some stinkers as freshmen. Um, we, we normally develop our bigs. Uh, um, that's one thing I think uh, Mac did a very good job with. Um, I think Jonas Hayes is doing a um, fairly good job with that as well. He's been working, uh, he's been working Miles' ass off. And, I know, man. Um, he's just got so much potential, dude. When it, when it clicks, get ready because he's going to be an absolute problem. I just don't know when it's going to be. Deontay Miles, it's coming. It's, it is coming, <laughs> just like DePaul. Just like DePaul. And then we kind of – you want to speak on Elijah Tucker real quick? Oh, yeah. So, um, I've seen a couple good tweets about him. Um, he's, he's another guy's uh, six, seven wing. Uh, he's going to play that. He's right now he plays more of a four, but yeah, it's it looking like right he's moving he more to that three, three area. Yeah. Uh, especially that would be awesome level. if he could. Cause he, he'd be, I mean, six, seven is still pretty big. Um, you can definitely play the four position, but if you're a six, seven wing that could play the perimeter, then you're going to be nasty. And that's exactly what I've seen uh, that people kind of raving about him. Like I know he had a, he had an AAU tournament over over the last weekend where they just kept talking about how he started scoring from inside and outside, which hit, yeah, apparently dude, his perimeter play it. was apparently his perimeter play was very very impressive. Which as a Xavier fan, you love to hear that with a guy like we we love we love we kind of we kind of love those four guard sets. And we love to space the floor around. You kinda, love to see it. I miss having Trey at the four, man. My goodness. That Trey at the four was a beautiful, beautiful offense. This was like, I even loved like, Trey at the four. We, we had Trey and Kaiser Gates at the four. Like, oh, oh I know. Kaiser that, that was like beautiful. The, I wish we had gotten more of Kaiser at the four, but that's beside the point. I have another one for you real quick. Apparently, Ben Stanley's been a big deal. Apparently, Ben Stanley's been way better than expected. Like, like – Brian Griffin's looked good, but people are about Ben Stanley. Ben Stanley and Colby Jones have apparently been the two runaways at practice. And apparently this freaking waiver is getting to be a bigger and bigger deal. Like apparently they're saying that, you know, if we get a waiver from Ben Stanley, Look it, out. Could, it could mean a lot. Ben Stanley has been really impressive. So if they could get him, just know that, you know, the staff thinks really highly of him. And, and he's way better than they thought. They, they, they keep talking like uh, from, from what I've seen from uh, Rick, and and oh man, Rick and really everybody, everybody close to the program, they like the 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 coaches. Every time they look at him, they just look, wow. I know like, this yeah. guy is on our side. I know, like, and, we and got honestly, this guy. Man, I think the four is the weakest position we have in, in terms of depth. I mean, after the wing position, because it's like you got Carter, and then what? You know, like. I mean, I guess Fremantle can play it when when Miles and Griffin um, come right. in there. But, but that really means want... you have, but that means you have a transfer or a freshman at the big position, which you wouldn't want to force, you know. So, I would say that would be a huge coup if you can get him in the fold. Um, so that's that's just what I'm hearing, man. It, I'd say in my order, just the the order top three of guys that I would raise my expectations for as a Xavier fan in order would be Colby Jones, uh, Ben Stanley, Brian Griffin. Like, if I'm buying Xavier stock, that's the order that I'd purchase it in. Oh, okay, was, yeah. Um, as far as buying stock, like, my expectations for yep. um, Ben Stanley are very high already. And I've, obviously right. I've, I have raised them. So, I, I would kind of go um, Colby, Brian, Ben Stanley as far as the yeah. expectations okay. that were the, the biggest difference. Right. Uh, but, I would say I didn't know what to expect out of Ben Stanley. To be honest with you. I knew he was a big get, but I didn't maybe think as high of him as, as maybe you did initially. Well, he could be game-changing. Right, and I didn't think of him as a game changer. I thought of him as a guy that could come in and maybe get like ten and six, you know. Yeah, but also, I, I wasn't I wasn't counting on him at all though, because I think Kunkel we all think is going to be a dude. 
I think Kunkel's going to be a dude. But I think that we know Stanley, he's be a dude. I think Stanley has, I think Stanley has dude potential. And at first, I didn't know how high his dude potential was. From watching that forty-five point game, wherever he had, whatever he had, like, Stanley or Conkle? Oh, Stanley. I mean, okay. it was it was at Hampton, and I mean, it wasn't against phenomenal competition. But he just no. looked so dominant. Like he got every rebound, and he's yeah, only six-seven out there. I need like, to send you that link. Like the. Uh, it's on YouTube. Just I mean, look up Ben. Okay, um, got you. Ben Stanley. It'll it'll come up pretty quickly. Uh, okay. And I mean, he his rebounding, uh, his technique is just so beautiful, and he just works his ass off at it. Like he and he he high points. He seems the ball crafty. So well, he like, seems really crafty for for how big and strong he is. You would expect him to just like overpower people, but he kind of is is crafty at the at the rim with with you know an array of finishes, things that you wouldn't up. expect. He can go over both shoulders, and obviously he's more comfortable with his left. But he can go, he can go over his right. It'll keep the defense guessing, and he's not afraid of contact in the slightest. Like he, it, like he forces contact. Like he wants, like and he's a pretty good free throw shooter as well. As well, I mean, he's not Conkle eighty-two percent, but he's comfortable with the free throw line. So he is not afraid to you know, get get fouled, get to the line. He's not worried about um, not making the layups through contact. He just he's just working to uh, get get fouls. And finish strong. He's not afraid of that contact because he's a. Um, he doesn't feel like he has to go around it to avoid going to the free throw line. He just. Yeah, he's a tank. He pow- he's he's more worried about powering through and finishing that layup strong. And yeah, I think he brings what he, can dunk he brings what Xavier needs too, and that's more physical presence. Cause I think I think this season we're kind of lacking that, which is what all we've really had the last two years. Right. I mean, um, I mean, uh, Carter's workout plan ha- seems that to to make him a little bit tougher, but he just looked a little. Last year, he just looked a little weak out there. Uh, and, like, the whole – the physicality of the Big East kind of shell-shocked him. It was, it's obviously not the Mac. Uh, so, no, we'll kind of see what his confirm. adjustment is. But as far as what, – from what we've seen, like, Carter, I mean, he was not the toughest guy out there. He did did struggle adjusting to the no. Big East physicality. I mean, he's, he's, he's got the potential to hang. But I think with him, it's more between the ears. But, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so I think that kind of covers this season's team, but I think the, the number one takeaway is that's Colby Jones by a mile, like of whose their expectations have been raised, in my opinion. And, and he, he's, he's kind of been taking, taking the floor, taking, taking the leadership, and he's really been opening these coaches' eyes. Um, he's been awesome. So if he can be anything like freshman Sumner, man, we got ourselves a special kid. And a, yeah, and I think that they've been impressed by Wilcher too. Like just, I think that Colby Jones has just been so much better than expected that they're like, holy shit. But Wilcher's apparently been really good too. So I don't think you're looking at a uh, Jordan Latham, Jay Canty, Brian uh, Griffin McKenzie type of situation. Uh, anything but Griffin McKenzie. Good <laughs> lord! Please, for the love of God. God, he sucked. And that whole class was brutal, man. In my head, as a like, I think that class came in when I was probably like thirteen or fourteen or fifteen. I thought Jordan Latham was going to be an absolute stud. <laughs> I thought he was going to be awesome. <laughs> Like a top 100 big man, like those were pretty rare in those days. I was like, oh, let's go. Uh, oh, we like, like the like Brandon, was there. Brandon Randolph, dude. Oh, Justin yeah. Martin. Good Lord. Those were tough times. Jay Martin. That was yeah. one of my least favorite stretches in Xavier basketball history. That stretch was <laughs> tough. That was a tough stretch, dude. I was not a Jay Martin guy at all. I wanted to be so bad. I, I, I mean, I remember him God, playing a whole ton. Brutal. So, like, you would think that he would be a little productive. Dude, he had, I think, as a freshman or sophomore, he had this tip dunk against UC. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, because you knew – dude, he was like a legit, like, top 70 recruit. 
Like he was a big recruit for Xavier. And uh, you, I saw all the talent. And you saw the, like the high school mixtapes and all that. I was like, holy shit. He was kind of like an athletic Trayvon Blewett, bro. Like he was a bucket getter in high school. He was a big recruit. And uh, God, he pissed me the fuck off, man. He just never put it together. Just never played like he could have. And his junior year, he had some games. I think he averaged double digits his junior year. And then you're like, okay, he could have a really good senior year. And he transfers to SMU. God. First team all dead to me, Justin Martin. He is Ooh, he's that, on the Honestly, that's a good little that's that a good little is, segment. First he's, team all he's dead. He's absolutely to me. dead to me. We I can put that together in oh, a later show. Yeah, the the MVP of the all dead to me team is uh Brian Walsh from 2005 or whatever. He was he's the worst area player of all time. Don't at me. But anyway, uh, moving on. We'll, we'll just, that. It's a short list. We'll get into it later. It's a very short list. Yeah, and that's the one thing we're very thankful for. We have a very short list yep. of players that are dead to us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Justin Martin's my starting two guard, though. Uh, <laughs> um, that's the only team he's my starting two guard on. Um, okay, so I'd I like we should move on to the two Holloway tweet, which we don't need to talk about very long, but it was freaking hilarious. You want to you want to talk about it real quick? Before we go into it, like – Nick Workman, I have so much respect for that dude. I like, like Nick Workman. I, don't I, know I, I like him, him a lot. Well, he, I, I've, I've seen, I've seen his stuff around. He, he's a very um, respectful and respectable guy around Xavier Twitter. I mean, he, a lot of people have very positive interactions. It's very hard to have a negative interaction. And uh, maybe uh, two took this, took his response or tweet a little bit of the wrong way. Maybe but... a little too far. I don't. And it's just like, bro, like. I don't know. Like, why go at some random about, like, the ins and outs of very specific basketball scouting? You know, like, it was funny, though. It was, it was just hysterical. Super two move. Super two move. We got some gangsters in the locker room. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to go ahead and read that tweet off? Let's see if I can find it real quick if you want to uh, stall for me for, like, All 10 right, seconds. So I, I did find it. Um, you did find it. Okay. Yeah, it's actually a two's most recent tweet. Um, <laughs> so, Nick, Nick Workman. Uh, said hot take Blazers should trade CJ or Dame same player same position same efficiency great value out of trading either at a different position which real quick can I just say that's a terrible take like nothing against Nick Workman but that's an awful take oh like you need those two together and like, Dame <laughs> I, I think CJ is awesome but Dame is in a whole other league D- oh, Dame God, is in yeah. the elite of the elite of the NBA and CJ is very good like, uh, like if if you rank Batman's and Robins, CJ's up towards the top of oh, the Robins, he's great. and like great that's player. that's one of the most underrated duos I've ever ever seen. Like they don't right. get talked about enough at all, and like no. how good CJ is individually. But you think you see how good CJ is individually, and Dude, Dame, Dame is a mile ahead. There's there's times where Dame's the best player in the NBA, like. For that like, bubble stretch, he was literally the bubble MVP. He was the best he, he player. He was, in the and like and people talked about bubble TJ Warren, and uh, he, who was he, awesome. He, he was incredible. Those that three or four game stretch was absolutely unconscious. Like that was that was um, insane. UConn Kemba Walker type unconscious. Um, that was but wild. Dame was just consistent and really willed his team to the playoffs and even to a playoff win. Like they just yeah, ran, I mean, ran into the best team in the West. It's like the difference of like a top twenty to thirty player versus like a legit. At times, yeah, legit top five. At worst, top seven or eight. I mean, I think there's a big gap between the top five, top seven, eight, nine, ten, and like number 20, 25. You know, like it it doesn't sound like that big of a a drop off, but like Kevin Durant and like Chris, um, 
who's the who's the shooting guard for the Bucks? Uh, Chris, Chris Middleton. Middleton. Yeah, like great Chris Middleton, great player, but he's not Kevin Durant. Oh, like, cool. like the, the the top five players can win you a championship by themselves, pretty much. You know, CJ McCollum would not be the best player on a championship team. Damian Lillard could be the best player on a championship team. Any, any championship team, and like if so, uh, terrible take. That's all I'm trying to say. Terrible. Yeah, take. And I yes. love Nick Workman, but that was an awful take. Right. But anyway. Um. So and to respond to that, like. <laughs> um, so we kind of went off went off the rails a little bit. Oh, about to um, zip them up. Blazers should trade CJ or Dan because of the same player, same position, same efficiency. Boy, Two out of nowhere comes in and says they are not the same player. <laughs> CJ is all star caliber for sure. Dame is the actual franchise. You wouldn't understand. You've never been the anchor to anything. Maybe just your beer pong thing. <laughs> beer pong thing. <laughs> what the hell's a beer pong thing? And this makes me think, like, does he know Nick Workman? Does he? He probably follows Nick Workman. Like, and it's like I, I'm not trying to diss Nick Workman, but why go at Nick Workman? I mean, it's not I, like I if, if no Najee idea. Marshall, if Najee Marshall had said something crazy, I could see him like being like, "Hey, bro, like, you know, that like, was dumb." Come down, come know? back to the rails here. Yeah, or if like if Mark Lyons had said something and being like, "Oh, come on, bro, like that's that's cap or some shit," you know, whatever. But like. I'm sorry, like random that's like Joe tweeting Schmo. like my regular Twitter account. Like, why are you coming? Like, I'm not even on your. Like, remember when TJ Warren went at Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler's like, he's not even in my fucking league. Like, I'm sorry, we're not even in your fucking league, too. Like, why are you talking to us? Like, I guess he's just really passionate about. Um, I guess. Lillard, which, I mean, I am too. Like, I I get it. And it's like it was just funny seeing two like go at somebody because normally it's just like Sunday chilly chill fifty bricks you know what I mean like so it was just like really funny seeing two talk about something else. But it's like not even like two's like all that active on Twitter. But like so no, like, exactly. that was his first tweet in a, an entire day. Maybe exactly. even two. <laughs> like so that was just hilarious. It was just like so out of left field. That sh- and it was just so too Holloway. Like he's just gonna keep it real, and he kept it real. It was he, no he lies did. at all. I mean, it was all facts, but it was just really funny. And didn't didn't uh, didn't really uh, personally attack. I mean, I didn't no. say anything like make anybody feel less. But like, hey, dude, like, and he kind of he, he, went at it as a per- perspective of, hey, I know what I'm talking about because I've been in a have, similar position. You have you no said, idea. Shut, shut up! You have no idea what you're talking about. Right? Like, what said. yeah. Leave that to us who've been there. Right. Which, so that was really really funny. And I and to add to that, Nick Workman gave, um, like. Give him a lot of credit. He did not get offended. He responded with laughing face. I knew this reply was coming. Yeah, fair so, enough. And he handled it about as well as anybody could. It, absolutely. Because I'd be nervous as fuck if two Holloway, so like the beloved legend two Holloway was coming at me for something I said. He never goes like, to anybody. I'd be like, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he, work, he handled it really, really well, even though that was a god-awful take. <laughs> and we, we can respect god awful takes as long as you accept it later later on we've all we've all had them i've had yes. plenty of god awful takes i've had one mm. i've had one before like i said captain Xavier is the most famous person i've ever met horrible, horrible take. take awful take cap. <laughs> all time worst take that's that's cap i can confirm that's all cap and that is definitely cap oh when you're uh, when you were on uh the broken anchor and you were talking about uh uh when they asked you like are you famous I'm sitting there like the most famous person I've ever met. You gotta mention oh that. Oh my freaking god, that would have been so funny. <laughs> but you can't be the person like to claim it. You know what I'm saying? You, have, it's like a nickname. You can't make up your own nickname. You know, people have to make it for you. You know, I can't claim fame by myself. Like you know what I mean? Like that's bullshit. That's dumb. 
If you're famous enough, people people will know it. You know, right? Great things don't ask and for the, attention. When you're famous enough, they'll start trying to tear you down. Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. So I can't put a target on my back. <laughs> so moving on, man. So that was the two hallway tweet, which was absolutely hilarious. Zipping up Nick Workman. <laughs> Uh, I gotta hear how the inside of that body bag is from Nick Workman. We <laughs> we'll, we'll get him on and see how the body bag is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to hear about that. And then we got to celebrate the D West birthday, the goat, obviously. Oh, for we sure. We got a goat birthday in the house. I forty years old, man. Like that's hard to believe. Like, and I'm I'm sitting here. What am I? I know. Doing it kind of 40? is. Like I know. Just four years ago, he's making out with Tristan Thompson. Now he's forty <laughs> years old. <laughs> Like, <laughs> but bro, he's like literally one of my very first Xavier memories. Like he is my first. He's like the the what made me a Xavier fan was my first game was my dad took me. He's like you got to go see this guy. Yeah, and I mean he was he was everything I, on this campus. Xavier man. versus Richmond, my first game. Really? Nice memory, bro. <laughs> I think it, I think we were playing George Washington or Lasalle at home, and we were really 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 good. It was like his junior or senior year. And I have a couple memories before David West, but this is one of my first in-game memories. And um, I think that David West got the hometown call, but there was a, I think it was tied and someone shot the ball with like three seconds left and we tipped it in at the buzzer, but you could barely tell. And the refs had to review it for like 15 minutes to make sure that we actually, the tip, it was awful. Dude, we were, the whole stands were just freaking out because we were just sitting there for like, 15 minutes, like, are we going to win this game or are we going to overtime? Or what the fuck's going to happen? And I think, I still claim this day, Anthony Miles actually got the tip, but they gave it to David West because he's David West. Um, uh, you, but, you, can't take, you can't take stats away from David West. No, it's David West. It's like, it's like one of those rebounds where, like, you have, like, Tyreek Jones on your team. Like, Paul Scruggs, you got to let Tyreek get the rebound. You know, like, sorry. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, yeah. Because so, Tyreek Jones is going for that double-double. Like, exactly. Um, right. David West is going like, for that, um, that national player of the year. <laughs> Exactly. Like, that's a quest. So it's like, sorry, sorry, Anthony, Anthony Miles. We got to give him the rebound and the bucket here. Got to go for um, that David Quest. The David Quest. Um. So yeah, dude. But actually, they finally like came out in the middle middle of the court. They put their hand down. Were like, and they just ran off the court before anyone could go crazy. And then the whole the whole stands freaked out. Um. So really cool memories. But it's just kind of crazy to believe that you know the first player I can really remember is forty years old. Right. And like the um like because. If it weren't for David West, I would not be a Xavier fan. Because, I mean, I didn't grow up um, – like, my, my dad didn't really grow up a Xavier fan. We, I didn't really right. grow up around the program until I was about nine. And, like, my, okay. um, my grandpa – say, like, I, I mentioned my aunt went to Xavier, so my grandpa had that connection. Um, so my grandpa took my dad to a game, and my dad was like, you got to go see this guy. So yep. he brought me there to see David West. And yep. I immediately fell in love with that entire program, not just David West. But if it, if it weren't exactly. for David West, I would not have gotten to the Centos Center and not become the diehard Xavier fan I am today. And I think that is the case for probably a lot of people. I mean, so, he is as influential as any Xavier player that's ever been in a Xavier uniform, if not probably, you know, by a decent margin, the most. You know, um, the only national player at the year Xavier's ever had. And I mean, obviously, Byron Larkin's up there. I think, in my opinion, Trayvon Blewett's up there. But in my He's opinion, on my Mount Rushmore, Trayvon Blewett is. Yeah, me too. But I think without question, David West is, is the Xavier GOAT. And he is the GOAT. And I cannot give a bigger happy birthday to the greatest of all time. The reason I am the man I am today, David <laughs> freaking West. Happy birthday, GOAT. Happy freaking birthday. Um, but moving on, we just wanted to say our condolences, send our condolences to uh, John Thompson and his family. He passed today. That, that is obviously significant Big East news. I mean, that's an absolute Big East legend. And he's mm-hmm. 
the reason we know who Georgetown is today. And yeah, it'll be talked about everywhere. So, you know, I don't know if we're really the ones qualified to really, you know, make a statement. He was, you know, doing his thing before I was even born. Um, but obviously everyone knows John Thompson. I mean, he, he's just one of those larger than life people, you know, like an absolute giant in every way, shape and form. I mean, just, I think he was just who he was. I mean, he just would walk into a room and you'd be like, holy shit, there's John Thompson. You know, he was just so uh, intimidating and tough and man, the presence he, I mean, he was seeing like one of those coaches that like, uh, exactly. He was tall in stature. He was tall in personality. He was tough. He didn't take any shit. Anytime I've seen him on a, uh, on an interview or just heard about him, I'm just like, people feared John Thompson. I mean, have you ever heard the story about the sweater? Have you ever heard that story with St. John's back in the day? Do tell. It's a, it's a really cool story. It's, I was hearing this on the Tyson Tate podcast, and I heard this, and I just couldn't uh, stop hearing it. I, was, I thought it was so cool. So St. John's back in the day, this is in the heat of Georgetown being Georgetown. Okay. St. John's was on like an 11-game winning streak. And this was back when they had uh, – um, what was that? Was, was it was the name of their head coach? Lou Carnesecca. Sorry, I mix, I mix up all of the Italian-sounding old Big East coach names. There were so many Italian Big East coach names. It was just a thing. It was Lou Carnesecca. It was Lou Carnesecca was their head coach. Little That's short fire, fireball. There were so many. J.P. Carlissimo, Carnesecca, Villanova had one. Um, so many, but they, yeah, it was Luke Arnaseca and he was wearing this sweater, you know, under his suit for like the first three and they kept winning. So they made it this thing where he kept wearing the sweater because they kept winning and they went on this 11 game winning streak while I was wearing the sweater. And so they go to play Georgetown and John Thompson comes out wearing the same sweater <laughs> as, as Luke Arnaseca was wearing. And I think he like took it off and like ripped it or something before the game. And, and they beat St. John's by, like, 30. Just absolutely <laughs> torched them. I think at home in the middle of an 11-game winning streak. And that just, to me, just speaks to who John Thompson was. I mean, just no fear, you know. He was like, we are the baddest team in the country, and we know it. And I don't give a fuck if you're on an 11-game winning streak. I'm just dumbass sweater. I'm going to come out here, and I'm seven feet, and I'm going to kick your ass. Like, in front of your, in front of your family, you know just like brutally beat the shit out of you. Like he just wanted to destroy people, man. Like he didn't take any shit. And I know that he's fought a lot for social justice. He's just someone to me just seems like a very strong. I mean, he just seems very strong and I, I respect who he is a lot. I think. He, he seems to have just like that true competitor um, personality. Like, you know, on the court, he's going to be the biggest, baddest dude there ever was. I mean, he's going right. to intimidate you, but off the court, you can have a legitimate conversation. Like, uh, like no matter who you are, like he's gonna be smiles and greeting. He even um, give advice. I mean, obviously I don't know him personally, but this is just from what I've seen, from what I've heard, from uh, interviews about him, what people have been saying the, over the past couple of days. Uh, so there's, and I think that's just like the perfect balance. Like you're this fearless fiend on the court when in the heat of the moment, but off the court, he you're, truly cared about his players. Yes, and that that's one thing. Like like a coach. Like no matter what level, like that that's so important and like that and that just really like that really adds to the culture, which is one of the most important things to winning basketball and really just winning at life. So he's I, he's the guy for Georgetown basketball, man. And and they were so good under him. They, I they mean, were dominant. He's and he's what he made Georgetown Georgetown. Too. Yep. And I think that another thing that hit me hard today was all the Allen Iverson stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. have you seen the Allen Iverson um, Hall of Fame speech? 
I did not. It's, not. it's not the best speech of all time or anything. Allen Iverson is, is he? It's mostly just a lot of thank yous and stuff. But there's one part where he talks about Coach Thompson. It was the first name that he mentioned was Coach I Thompson. I said like he like saved his life. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really cool story. I've seen a lot of uh, you know documentaries with with Allen Iverson and just knowing what he comes from, and mm-hmm. I just think yeah, that's from- so cool the impact that you can have, and that, that's kind of what what spoke to me today too. Was just like, yeah, John Thompson's past, but like the ripples of what he's done is incredible and that's just one player Allen Iverson but Allen Iverson bro was the most influential player of that um of that era in my opinion like he is one of the most influential basketball players of all time I mean they had to make rules because of AI I mean the culture I don't even remember the early 2000s because you're a little younger but like dude he was a cultural icon dude like Michael Jackson Allen Iverson was huge bro he was as big as Steph Curry as far of just like a like everyone knows Allen Iverson because of the crossover he was the first player to wear cornrows he was the first player to have cornrows is exactly what I was about to say tattoos I mean they they had to make rules because of him for dress code shit dude Allen Iverson was in as influential a basketball player as we have ever seen aside from Michael Jordan um and without John Thompson who knows if he if he gets to you know bring that to fruition you know so Without without him, like I mean, Allen Iverson probably ends up in prison or dead. Exactly. And who did Allen Iverson, you know, influence? You know, so many that that now play the game. He was so, like, when I was in the first grade, there was a um, one of my one of my classmates. He was his hero. Like I I, I specifically right. remember um, him in in library class talking about how much like, he wore number three. Um, he oh yeah he wanted to be Allen Iverson. Everyone did, dude. I remember playing in these like little camps. I, I was playing AAU in the early 2000s. Everyone wanted to be like AI, man. Headbands and all this AI bullshit. He was carrying Reebok on his fucking shoulders, dude. He was the only reason Reebok sold anything in those, di- in those days, bro. Um, so AI, man. I cannot say enough about AI. And, and then, too, it's just the ripple effect. Like, John Thompson helped save AI and make his career what it was. AI influenced a, an entire generation of basketball players, which will go on to inspire the next gen. It's just... And that's one thing that kind of inspired me was just like, man, you cannot downplay your impact, man. And just how, and to, to John Thompson, that probably in the moment, he probably had no idea what he was doing. You know, he probably had no idea how big of an impact that would be. And even today, know? like people won't, people won't be able to think about, unless you hear Allen Iverson speak, you won't be able to think about like why. Um, so why exactly. Allen Iverson was able to impact all these kids, right. all these young you guys. You just see Allen Iverson. You don't know. Yeah you know, all the people that went into making him who he was. But I just think that was really influential. It's just like, man, you just cannot sleep on anything in life that can make an impact on people. And you never really know in the moment necessarily. And I think it's also easy to just think that what you're doing is mundane and what you're doing doesn't have any effect on anything. But, man, I, I'm just glad John Thompson didn't feel that way when he was mentoring AI. Right. And, again, I'm glad and I didn't John mean to get on the soapbox, but it was just something I was thinking about today. Well, I'm sure AI wasn't uh, the easiest to deal with, especially as a freshman. Oh, my um, God, dude. He was crazy, bro. <laughs> dude, he was even in his fucking NBA days until, like, he was in his, like, late 20s. He was crazy, bro. Practice and I don't know any all-stars that come off the bench. And, bro, he was wild. And I'm sure – so I'm sure that definitely was not – easy no. for John Thompson to deal with but hell no it was he, worth it he had to be patient yeah. he had to it was be patient. worth it though oh my god was he talented he could have played in the NFL and in the NBA that's that's one thing that's absolutely crazy like, even as like a 6-1 quarterback he was like he the number the I think he was the number one NFL recruit in the country and, like yeah he was I mean 
he was an he was an all American dude. Quarterback. You should <laughs> you should watch his freaking his high school football shit. It, oh it's my as insane God. as Reggie Bush's. <laughs> it's insane. He said in his freaking um in his interview or in his Hall of Fame speech that he thought he was the best football player in the world. Like, but how could you not? He was so good. He could have been good at cricket, dude. Allen Iverson would have been good at whatever sport he was. He's just an absolute athlete, and he's he's so much fun to watch. But uh, it's definitely a big loss for the Georgetown community, but I'm hoping that, you know, obviously he will never be forgotten. I mean, I saw Bill Russell, you know, tweeted him because he played for the Celtics with him. Um, He was as influential a basketball – he's a college basketball legend. There is no hyperbole there at all. You could make a list of probably 30 to, you know, maybe 20 – most influential basketball people, and he would he would be. He's, up, he's definitely up his there. name is is at least in the in the hat. I mean, he is as influential a coach as you could possibly ask for. Right, and he's, he's up there with all the legends. I, I know we shit on Georgetown a lot. We have a we have a lot of fun at their expense. which is warranted. Well, it, but it is. But today, I would never say a bad word. And we uh, are we are all hoyas today, man. I I mean I I will never say a bad word about John Thompson. Uh, uh, Georgetown, like to the Georgetown community, we're so so sorry for your loss. Yeah, horrible. And, and I know we joke around. Lost a, lot, a legend, and yeah, you guys especially lost a father. Like yeah, the, right. the father we'll, of your program. And yeah, we'll never joke around about that. Yeah, we no. obviously understand the significance of that, and we're all yeah. saddened by that. That's a big and loss for the for the entire conference. To JT three for the point zero 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 one chance you hear this. I want to thank you for everything that your family has done for the basketball community. And we're so sorry for the loss of your father. Just, and thank you. No doubt. Thank you for passing it on and couldn't, couldn't, being a couldn't feel for him enough. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, moving on, man. I mean, I mean, how else can you really move on from that? But, um, a little, a little happier biggies family news. Some, some happier family news. We got, <laughs> our boy JP got married. One of the biggest friends of the podcast we could possibly have. And really, really he's, pro- he's probably he's like probably, the biggest like ambassador, he's probably, the biggest he, spokesperson he's, we yeah. have. Without question, he, he's probably the uh, the roll blob goat. The roll blob audience. Is. And we definitely need to get him on here now that we're figuring out how to record Zoom calls. Um, we'll be able to get that done a lot easier. Um, <laughs> don't, <get him. laughs> don't let him see behind the curtain, man. They don't need to know the sausage is made, bro. Just so it happens. But JP, like, how does it feel? Like, you know, like your your manhood's over. Like. You can't. I miss single JP. Like, what was that like? Oh, man. I, I mean, I, I will say that dude had a legendary night on Friday. Imagine marrying a woman. Imagine marrying a woman. But I will say, he pulls. He does JP pull. pulls, can confirm. I saw that. I was like, okay, bro. Yeah, yeah JP, like, JP, JP pulls. How'd you get a girl so far out of your league, JP? Like, are, are you funny or rich? It can't be being a Seton Hall fan, so I, oh, I have no, no idea. Or living in Road Peninsula. <laughs> he can't, I have no fucking idea, but uh, I, I hate to. I hope he does. I hope his wife doesn't come to the roadkill because I don't want to make him look bad in front of his new wife. Right? Yeah. No, you can't. You can't break your. You can't break her new husband's ankles in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. Keep keep her at home, man. But we're yeah. happy for JP, man. That's awesome. He even got a shout out from John Fanta. <laughs> I'm about to know, go get that, that was, just to, just to get the Fanta shout out. Right. Like I think that like that is my that is my new goal. Like I need to go. I need to go find someone just to. Like just to get that Fanta shout out. So if anybody saying. wants to get married real quick, I need I male need shout out Fanta. Uh, you male know, or female? Male, female, cat. Just as long you as they're eighteen. Discriminate. Andy, you want to do this thing? I'm ready. You want to do? Let's go. We can. All right. How tomorrow? So. All right. Um, so I have class tomorrow, but 
Um, I get out, I get out of ten if you want to um, quickly hit Vegas. We'll talk deets. All right. <laughs> and we got a couple more orders of business before we get to jackassery. We got the Salad Bowl Championship. You don't get a lot of Xavier football talk on the pod, but uh, no, I mean, fine. I think it's time to put people with some respect on uh, Xavier's football. I mean, people always shit about the Xavier football team about you know the lack of existence, but like. <clears throat> What other schools around here have a salad bowl victory? That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, does it get any more prestigious than the salad bowl? I, I, mean, I really seriously. don't think it does. I mean, right. Imagine uh, winning championships when you could win the salad bowl. <laughs> get a like, step aside. I, I would much rather win the salad bowl than the PlayStation Fiesta bowl. Without question. Like, that's just, that's just weak shit. Like that is just like Fiesta bowl. Like, no one cares about fiestas. Like we, we're in America. We don't have fiestas. We have parties. Yeah. But what is this fucking? In Taco America, Bell? we do have salad. Yeah, we do, and we like salad. We love salad. This um, is uh, what up, H bet. <laughs> what up, H bet? <laughs> um, in in 1950, the nine and one Xavier Musketeers, led by coach Ed Kluska, marched in. To Phoenix, Ed Arizona. <laughs> Ed Kluska, oh. one, one of the Xavier goats. We all know who he is. He is. Oh. He, he holds down the Mount Rushmore. The Kluska. The Kluska's yeah, loose. And it looks like, um, so they, they marched into Phoenix, Arizona to play the hometown Arizona State Sun Devils. So it's an away game. We had to come from Cincinnati, Ohio to play Arizona State in Arizona. Talk, like, damn you right cannot get a tougher battle. And Fuck we, yeah, even, baby. we even had to battle back like uh, we let, uh, we let, can you tell your Arizona grandma State to go to bed real quick? I'm really horny. <laughs> oh, my, my, my grandma. <laughs> yeah. She might listen to the pod, right? Well, um, I hope not to be weird. Cause she, both my grandmas are dead. I thought your grandpa was listening to the podcast or you something. Said, you said grandma though. And my grandpa wants to listen, but we already went off the rails a little bit too much in the serious hour. That got weird. <laughs> Well, it would it wouldn't be a roll blob pod episode if it didn't get super weird. Yeah, like that. That got uh, even weird. Even friend. for us, even for us, that was weird. <laughs> I love That's the, t- <laughs> the, the tension, the blood pressure rule rose a little bit. Yeah, I I do apologize. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> oh God! See, that's what happens when you try to be a jackass all the time. Is there your occasional will be foot and mouth disease? You'll occasionally catch a case. I know how I you are about catching I tra- cases. I ain't trying to catch a case. No, no, <laughs> I, I ain't about that. That's so funny. I'm so sorry. No, you're good, bro. I think we we'll have to go watch We Are Marshall and root for the Muskies. Nah, dude, oh. dude, no shit. Me and my dad went and watched that movie in theaters, and you know they play Xavier in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And you get like five minutes of Xavier footage. Me and my dad were legit rooting for Xavier in the movie <laughs> theater, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" We got literally one guy like pissed off. He's like, "What are you doing?" it's Xavier like, I know because we, we knew that like they had played him or something but we weren't nowhere near expecting to see him in the movie oh, that was actually okay. that was actually hype right, in so, the movie like there's like game footage and shit alright so we need to have a Xavier Twitter private showing Um, so this movie theater by my oh, house is doing hype. private showings you can run out of theater for yourselves and play whatever movie you want. We can need to get We Are Marshall and wear, like, paint ourselves, get uh, <laughs> all, all decked out in Xavier shit and just this go crazy during those five I minutes. I love it. Dude, we should tailgate and everything. Yes! <laughs> It'll be the, the Xavier football experience. 
Yeah, suck at UC. One Saturday. All the UC accounts. Like, tell us we don't have football. We got a Xavier football game today. Right. Oh, my. We're doing that. We got, we have one Saturday. We got to get that going. It's done. Consider it done. All right. I'll get the the word out. Send it to the moon. (laughs) All right. We'll get get that set up. Um, We'll we'll all chip in and we'll, we'll go tailgate for a few hours and then. Go watch some of the art I absolutely love it, dude. That is fucking incredible. <laughs> That's the, one of the best ideas I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm not even capping. And no cap from cap? Man, no cap from cap this time. Man, Xavier football Twitter is fucking horny right now. Dude, you do oh. not get a lot of horny Xavier football Honestly, it's, it's, it's at maximum horny, horniness. Probably, I've probably heard, climaxed. I've heard, a, I've heard a good dude runs that Xavier football Twitter account. And, I mean, I don't know. It's an absolute workhorse. It's... <laughs> That's what I hear. Fifty-five burners. Man, that sounds like a good dude. And good, great. It might be the same dude that runs the TBT account. I mean, it's possible. Uh, They they tweet the same. This tweet the same bullshit. I mean, yeah. I mean, pretty much. It's pretty much the same. Yeah, the same tone. (laughs) Fanta spiked Captain Burner. I mean, (laughs) I I love the Fanta spiked account. (laughs) The fuck. I I regret literally nothing. I regret nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. The end. Ron Swanson. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we got to get Xavier. Uh, Xavier football Twitter pretty horny. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I think I think we can we can make that happen. We'll, I might we'll have to get that. Go, we'll get that clip. going tomorrow. I absolutely love it, dude. Let's send it to the moon. That's so freaking funny. <laughs> and then my last little thing is obviously we're gonna stand to Paul as we always do. Um, before we get to Jackassery, the Paul is fucking recruiting, bro. Where the fuck did that come from? I, Dude, I top ten, me. top ten recruiting class, the Paul Blue Demons. It's the DePeeve effect, bro. It, it has to be the, the DePeeve sl- uh, along with the Polly Polycap effect. Is like, this last name DePeeve or Peavy? It's it's Peavy. It's Peavy. It's Dwayne Damn Peavy. It. In my head, it was the Peavy. But JP is. Could you imagine if their AD was the Peavy and they got the Polly Polycap and it's fucking DePaul? God, like they would have gone like forty and zero this year. The, oh, that, that'd be that'd be scary. Absolutely oh my scary. god! Yeah, so, I've, but his name's Depeevy in my from now on in my head is his name's Depeevy. I mean, I mean, JP's been barreling that into our head. He's been saying it nonstop. So that's why I thought it. Dude. I knew I had seen it before. I knew it wasn't so, that crazy. If you haven't heard, the Paul landed David Jones today, who was their third. You you heard it here first. Their third top one hundred recruit in the twenty twenty one class. Now, their 2020 class was ranked 117th in the country. They have three guys in this this class above that. They are now the number eight recruiting class in the country. Fucking DePaul. Watch UConn come in super smoking hot this year and lose to fucking DePaul. Honestly, they got the the players to do it. Ahmed Bynum, uh, Keon Edwards, David I'm not Bynum for this season, but dude. Honestly, bro, like, and this is why I kind of make the case that Dave Lato shouldn't just automatically be fired. Because everyone's like, why haven't they fired Dave Lato? He's not winning anything. It's a tough job, first of all. It is. To come into a school that sucks and compete when every other school in your entire league is good. Right. And they've had like some a... seasons, bro, where they've been good in the non-con, and they just get torched in the Big East. Well, this past season, like, they were uh... – Last year, they beat Texas Tech. Yeah, like, they, they, they were 12-1 and one in non-conference last year. before year. went to the championship. Like, they were awesome. I think they were in the top twenty-five. Yeah, like, uh, like they started the hashtag. Yeah, they beat DePaul. Iowa. 
It, oh man, I, yeah, Iowa let me down on that bet. I learned never to bet against the Big East again. Um, so it's, uh, it just shows, like right there, the worst Big East team was 12 and one in non-conference play. Like that just shows how dominant of a conference it is. Like so, that's a big reason we stand to Paul. They give us wins and make us look better. And but like that, that may not be the case Absolutely, for bro. They, for they too come long. into the conference with like a a 30, like number 30 in the net, and then leave like 115th. The end of the season, 81st. It's the best. It was phenomenal, yes. Exactly. Like, they were a quad one win for a lot of the year. A lot of the year, they were a quad one win. And that is, that's just a beautiful sight, that getting were. a quad one win at DePaul. And and I really don't think uh, Leto should be fired. Um, although, I mean, we were really wondering, like, how the hell does he still have a job? But then he comes in and does something like this, where you really can't uh, base a job based on recruits. But the fact that he's getting them after such misery the past couple of years, like he's bringing guys in, and you got to give him a shot, a shot with this class. Like you cannot, like he he just secured a job for at least two or three years. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like I understand the people that say he should be fired. I get that, but like what he's doing for what he's been given is, I think it at least. You know, you can't just, like, be like, oh, he should automatically be fired. Like, bro, like, look what he's bringing in. They, I think the last couple of years they've stepped up with the talent they're bringing in is, you know. Like, I remember, I mean, they got Struess. That was a big get. Xavier wanted Max Struess a lot. They've got in some pretty good recruits, especially the last year. couple of seasons. I, exactly. So, I, it's not like they're that far, bro. Like, they're I mean, they like, beat I mean, a certain team last year to end the season. I mean, we don't really uh, talk about that. Wait, but it's, wait, not, the it's not like happen, they've though. been – I don't think uh, – that was a Big East tournament. I mean uh, – it, it never yeah, happened. You're right. You're right. You're not right. once you're it happened. Right. You're right. Thank you. Smart man. Um, but I don't think they've been the pushover the last couple seasons that they were when the Big East started, in my opinion. I think they've actually taken some steps in the right direction. It's just that, like, breaking that wall down to, like, actually beating real Big East teams is a fucking journey from what they were. They were terrible. Yeah, like I mean, it was it used to be like them and St. John's were just absolute jokes, and now like yeah, those two oh are still God. like toward the bottom of the. At least St. John's had some dudes. They they did. They just did nothing with them because they're clown of a coach. But I mean, we we talked. DePaul talk had whole ass there. white guys that couldn't even shoot. If you have now white that guys is, that can't shoot, what the fuck trouble. are you doing? I, then you just have and a team starting lineup from McKenzie's. And they're starting lineup, and they're like less than six feet. They couldn't even shoot. That that is an issue. That is a D one issue. I don't know how that happens. There was time where they were not the best team in Chicago, and yeah, I know. And there's not much competition over there. When you're when your competition is Northwestern and Loyola, and you're not the best team out of those three, yeah, that's a fucking issue. And Chicago State, and Chicago State. Oh yeah, and UIC. Forgot about them. The powerhouse. Um, Simeon High School. Thank you. Correct. Well, Simeon High School would whoop their ass. I really feel like they there's, would. There's multiple years where Simeon would have whooped their ass. I mean, guys like um, Derek Rose and Anthony Davis come out of they could have let it. And um, the the one that doesn't get talked about enough, Benji. That Benji. Great thirty for thirty. Who was the kid that Xavier was all over? They went to Iowa State. That went to the league. Oh Big man, uh, Horton Tucker, Taylor Horton Tucker, right? Okay, yeah. I don't know. Was his first name Taylor? But I remember his name was Horton Tucker. THT. Yeah, it was Taylor Horton Tucker. He, dude, he would have he would have put thirty on DePaul's head in high school. Easily, and no no doubt about that. But it does not look like that's going to be the case at least next year. 
Um, no, dude. And, and, and maybe not next year as much, but you, you, you look at the long-term effect. I mean, you can't count on top 75 recruits right away necessarily, no. but you look at, you know what I mean? Or should you? Two, three years. But if you're going to get a top 10 recruit, and it's not, they're not going to finish in the top 10, but you, you project this to be top 20-ish, if and not maybe a little higher. Top, like Top 15, top, top 20. 20 recruiting class for DePaul? I mean, that you is... can't fire that coach. What are you doing? No. No, you cannot. That's like people saying Steele should go after he's been doing what he's been doing. I'm just like, well, shut the people fuck do up. Say that. I know I made Johnny a rant was... about that today on the Broken Anchor, yeah, but I, I'm uh, probably going to post later. You're acting like I didn't listen to that. I mean, <laughs> I've heard. Andy, you probably consume more Xavier content than anyone on the planet. See, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I, I spend all day, my entire shift at work on Twitter and um, reading through reading through Xavier stuff. Um, but I mean, if there's if there's anything Xavier out there, I'm more than happy to read it or listen to it. So it's I'm willing to. Uh, I'm very very willing to consume more Xavier basketball content than anybody. <laughs> if if the opportunity is there, I'm more than happy to do it. If someone challenged me to do it. I, I would like to see anyone that consumes more than you. I mean, uh, you, season, like, obviously. Uh, I think you got me beat. I think there's been stages in my life where I would have I would have gone to bat on that one. But right now, you got me beat. Season well, might be close. Season's on it. He is on it. And I'm very, 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 very happy to that he is so um, – also, Grit and Running Man, as well as uh, Retire 52, are – um, like they, right. They're all, they, they, they sleep and breathe. But I think, I think you and me are easily top five. I'd, I'd, I'd say that. I'd say that. Well, I think that that'd be hard to argue. As far, as far as like what, what we know, the guys that are, um, as active as we are and as horny. No one more horny or active than us in that. Well, not in that order. More horny or active. That's, that's a more specific order. Right. Yeah. <laughs> more horny than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, the lack of activity makes me more horny. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I think we've pretty much covered our topics. I mean, I do want to give a little shout out to Seton Hall, who also had a big. Um, oh, good recruit. call. They they did land a big recruit, Brandon Weston. Um, he comes in. Really, I mean, it wasn't like. Um, JP called it. He knew about it. It happened on his wedding day. So congrats. There's a little um, wedding gift. Uh, but they just landed their top recruit of their class, and that brought them into the top ten just for a brief moment before DePaul decided to go all uh, go all ham on them. But they just landed a top 65 recruit, four star Brandon Weston out of Chicago. So they took them took them from DePaul. Uh, so that that oh. was a huge get. Oh, so they're an enemy of Captain X, is what you're saying? Yes, yes. No one steals from DePaul on my watch. They're starting beef. It's like you know when someone gets in a fight with your kid at school or something, and it's like, all right, who I gotta go? Who's that? Right, so who's beat. dad? Do I gotta go beat? <laughs> I know. It's like fuck. <laughs> Come on, Seton Hall. Seton Hall is one of my favorite Big East teams, though. So if anyone's gonna do it, I guess it'll be them. And it was JP's wedding day. So. Yeah. So uh, ha- happy wedding, JP. You got a top sixty-five recruit just to get out recruited by DePaul. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, happy wedding day, Jesus Christ. <laughs> happy what? You, you lost your manhood and your virginity, and you lost, <laughs> lost your top ten recruiting spot. Dude, imagine happy having two marital sex. <laughs> Couldn't be me. 
Could not be me. Could not, not be me. Would never. Disgusting. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, I, I, you're not gonna catch me in hell. No, I will I will not be in hell. Freaking that's ridiculous. <laughs> Just absolutely ridiculous. Even right. the thought of it. Speaking of not going to hell to hell, should we go into the jackassery? We might as well. You ready? I am ready. So Jackass ready mode to get engaged. Let's go. So, yeah, this is the part of the show where we decide to go off the rails and not really care what people think about us at all. So, if you're here for the serious stuff, then why are you here to begin with? And this is probably your time to sign off. So, Grandpa, if you're listening to this, please stop right now so you don't disown me. Yeah, exactly. Time, time to put the women and children to bed. <laughs> you hear that, JP? Put the wife to bed. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so today our jackassery topic is the worst accounts on Twitter. Had to be done. It, it had to be done. It was recommended by my co-host. So we'll see if he makes the list or not. <laughs> Sounds like you will, in my opinion. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll see. I, we, we may not have made the cut. But I, mean, I think there are some people that are just asking for it, literally, and whether they know it or not, they are just asking to be put on this shit list. I, so I, I know. Mean, I, I plan on going in no, no specific order. I'm just going to – I just plan on, like, naming them, and I'll save the one that everybody kind of figures is coming for, for the end. Um, but you go ahead and you, – you name one off. You ready for me? I'm ready for you. You start. All right, I have in my 10th spot, number 10, I've got Count Villain. Um, just a douche, honestly. Like, I don't really know how else to say it. Just a douchebag. I mean, I get it. If I was a, if I was a Villanova fan, I'd probably be absolutely insufferable. But, God damn, just a douche all the time. And I look, I look he like the guy. He, he's, like, the only guy on this list, I think, that I can, like, still get along with, you know? Like, I don't know if he's – I don't actually, you know, totally hate the dude, but – Fuck, he's just a pretentious dick. He's a jackass, and he, like he's he's definitely he's definitely the type where it's like you know if there's any list without a Villanova player on it, it's like trash li- trash list. Awful. Right, and then he'll just shit on all your shit all the time because you haven't won two championships in the last three years. I'm just right, like, like okay, we'll be dude. like hey, yeah, we beat Seton Hall. Yeah, sweet, we get ro- it the Roadco Classic. Well, did you win two out of three championships? Yeah, like no, you fuck. Or, like I get it, you're Villanova. Fucking chill. <laughs> And I mean, Loki. I mean, I, I do find him funny, but he is an absolute jackass. But he might be one of those I can have a beer with. I can get along with him for thirty minutes. I can definitely see why people hate him. But I do kind of appreciate it because he's the anti J Wright. He is the anti J Wright. Right. And, <laughs> he is the antithesis of J Wright. I mean, uh, <laughs> which I mean, like, we like, he's what we need J Wright to be. So, Once in a while, and, and every, like when 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 we deserve it, yeah, exactly. When the moment calls for it, be count, yeah, be count villain. Once, yeah, once every two or three years. Once every two or three years. <laughs> <laughs> just Jay Wright, just one time, just fucking swag out, man. Just fucking own it. You whoop that ass, bro. You beat us on our home floor by twenty five when we were number four in the country. Just fucking own it. Be like, dude, we got that ass. <laughs> like, I would die if Jay Wright finally did that. And well, I'll get more into that later. Um, 
Oh, so shit. My number 10, I got Hall a U, out of UConn. Oh, shit. Uh, Nick Hall. And really, really just for one specific reason. Fuck minors. All my homies hate minors. So fuck minors, but not literally. Yeah, yeah, please don't literally fuck minors. We are not trying to catch a case. We're anti-catching cases here. And we do oh, we love you. It's just fun to give you shit. And stop, and being a, stop being a young bitch. I honestly wouldn't have if he wasn't the first one uh, I took, that responded to the um, podcast Twitter today that said, give me a reason why you suck. And he just responded immediately that said, I'm yeah. a minor. Like, all right, you sounds made like, the list. Sounds like he was asking to be on the list. And so he literally asked for it. So, Hall, fuck you. You suck. Care, care what you wish for. Yeah, you're so young and I hate you. <laughs> like, get older. How, yeah. You have it's, the audacity your, to not be older. The year you were born is your fault. <laughs> uh, you, like, you just didn't swim fast enough. You're, I'm sure your dad and your, your mom and dad tried. I know. Like, you just did not swim fast enough. Swim faster. Nope earlier yep, swim, swim faster be better yeah i think that's i think that's more than fair make your dad hornier <laughs> congrats on your parents having sex andy pick i i quote my friend andy pick congrats on your parents having sex congrats on your parents horniness the, the can confirm coitus. can confirm my parents were horny at one point in their lives love to see it <laughs> not anymore but they were at one <laughs> my, dad, my dad's point. my dad's still pretty old can't confirm I'd, I'd rather not yeah i'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not get into this what? every details, podcast though. we get into our parents and aunts having sex yeah uh, not with each other no no not with each other I'm, I'm <laughs> that'd be funny though uh, <laughs> all right so we do number nine yeah well, let's get let's get to number nine all right number nine i've got Joey the Brawler Waller. Ooh. That low, yeah. huh? Yeah, that low. That, that shows how shitty the accounts above him are. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joey the Brawler Waller, dude. Just a classic tough guy's tough guy. Classic douchebag. Classic get off my lawn. I'm pretentious. I'm a piece of shit guy. And not understanding sarcasm. I mean, God, dude. It's fucking like, Twitter, bro. Like, it's not LinkedIn, bro. That Shut seriously. the fuck up. Yeah. Good Lord. This and like he, guy. he argued for hours. Yeah, and like if you send one message that's out of pocket, and then you realize it's like okay, I mis- I responded poorly to this because it wasn't what I thought it was. Like okay, whatever. But like to go on like a fucking and dude, can I just say how much of a goat Mario is? For oh fucking- my god, Mar- that was the original Mario bomb. That's oh, when, that's that when was Mario bomb started. Mario bomb. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, if you'd like to, if you'd like to talk to us about your overreaction to our tweet, I'm available anytime. <laughs> Fucking go, dude. Mike, drop. Mario literally speaks for all of us, dude. Mario is like the he's not afraid like. Either. No, he's like a Xavier fan that actually like has like a position. You know, he has a platform. He's exactly, but he's us. Like, but just he has to be professional because he has a position, dude. He's the fucking man. Well, so are you? Could you say that we are what Mario wants to be? No, absolutely not. Mario does not want to be us. <laughs> no, not even a little. Yeah, I tried. I know. I like where your head's at, but no. I bet you there are times, though, where he wishes he could be as candid as we can be. You know, like, like that was one thing, like, I've thought about before. It's like, man, it'd be kind of cool to have, like, a podcast where he like, actually takes it seriously. And then I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> we get to talk about whatever the fuck we want. Like, no. 
That would suck. So I bet there's times where he wants to be like, man, fuck this Joey brother guy. Like, I wish I could light his ass up, but he's got to be somewhat professional. But no, my, he's not one of My favorite part about that whole interaction was, I mean, that, that, that whole tangent he went on is someone pulled up a tweet of Seton Hall Twitter. Um, I know. They did the same the Hashtag roadkill. Just such a stupid thing to get like, up in arms about, bro. Like, right. good Lord. Like, and it, was that – that was pandemic season too, right? Like, that was in the heat of a pandemic, right? Yeah, I mean, it was like, about – Two three months months ago, I think it was like when the TBT first. Yeah. Like, okay. Started like going. yeah, we're getting mad about roadkill. The word roadkill in the middle of a <laughs> fucking pandemic. While like racial so issues are going, so much worse things they get mad about. Like, good lord, dude. Like, we just got done chill. with the racism riots and like. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, let's get up in arms about fucking roadkill. Good lord, like, that was so. He, he's such a jackass. There's so much worse to get. Say hi to Steve Stricker for me. Um. <laughs> Who you got at number nine, bro? Uh, my number nine, I have Polly Polycap. Oh, shit. Uh, he did make my list, and the sole reason. What did he do? Blocked Captain Xavier. Most famous yeah. guy I know. Block, blocked by his like his best friend, like his yeah, soulmate. That was unfortunate. That was unfortunate. He, just, he, mis- he, he misread my tone. So just, for those of you that don't know, You've seen the show Jimmy Neutron. There was a like there was like and, a sign off on it, like a sponsor, where like, there was this monkey that would come in and be like, "Hi, I'm Paul." Hi, I'm was, Paul. Yeah, it sounds way more like that. And so when DePaul Polycap fucking committed, I sent that to the DePaul Twitter account. He responded with a blank faced emoji and then blocked me. <laughs> no. And uh, and I thought we were gonna be best friends, and turns out that he hates me. So that was unfortunate. And- Big oof. Big old oof. oof. Was it the best move of my entire life? Probably not. But if he knew me, he would know it was all just um, right. having If you fun took like and, one look and like three tweets yeah. down, like, oh, wow, this guy's just a jackass. Like, like he's just fucking around. Neutron and like, yeah, it was just, it, you know, it was the only thing that was funny that was Paul and I could think of. And so I was like, this will be funny. And uh, yeah, he did not think it was funny. And he, he disagreed. So now I have all the, now they have all these friendship bracelets that I don't know what to do with. <laughs> I made them all for Paul and Polly Cap. Yeah, I have, nowhere to, like, I have nothing to do with them. I have, I have this friendship wrist that's very small. But <laughs> it's very naked. I know. What am I supposed to do with them now? So I'm hoping I could go to a game and mend things, but for I mean, now it's just I, a tough I guess you do. I guess you do. I mean, it might be a little big and wide, but you might, might have a cock ring. You, you, I mean, we were all thinking it, but you went there. <laughs> So I'm hoping that um I'm hoping in time we can get past this. Every relationship has its ups and downs. Right, right. We've all been there. I mean, we're we're men. We get into um we get into spats with our loved ones where they never want to speak to us again. But it's true. So back. I'm hoping in time he'll come back. At, you know, they say if you love something, let it go. So I'm gonna let him go for a little bit, and you know, we'll we'll circle the wagon. <laughs> but I I appreciate the love though because it still hurts to this day. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm in sure. a lot of pain over that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm here for you, bro. Thanks, man. I might need a safe space. You ready to, <laughs> ready to talk about number eight? Yeah, let's go. Let's go eight. I have just the word Marquette. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I would have put a Marquette account if they had any, you know? Right. Like, like, you know, we just don't like Marquette or their fans, but they need to start existing. My homies hate Marquette and – I think I would rather have a shitty fan than none. Right, so that's like, why I put that's why I put Marquette. No, I, I honestly love it. I honestly yeah. love it. Yeah, just just fuck Marquette, just cause. 
they're they're approaching Georgetown. Like the reason I get the reason I get on Georgetown as much is just because of the potential they have. You know, you know, like when you're a kid, and have you, I would pet people probably said this to you because you're not a complete idiot. You're like, I I ask a lot of you because you have high potential. But it's like, but this fucking idiot in the corner, you don't ask him to do fucking anything. But you ask me to do all this bullshit. It's like, oh, because I know you, I know you're capable. It's like, it's kind of the same thing with Georgetown. It's like, you guys should be so much better. Like Marquette's just kind of like, meh. You know what I mean? So it's like, I can't really expect that much they're out of Marquette. Not, they're not, so. exa- not exactly a brand, but they no. they should be better than they are, especially with the talent they've had. Like you had high expectations for them and they continue to just beat themselves in the head with a wall. Yeah, you pretty much hit it on the head, my man. So that's just why I have Marquette, just because it's like, just literally do anything. <laughs> like one, exist. Two, do something with that existence. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, existing's the, ste- the first step, though. <laughs> So, uh, so, so all the Marquette fans that don't exist, you suck. And speaking of existing, my number eight, at Kevin Willard. Whoa, that's a good one. I, I have been holding on to this one for so long. How the fuck does he not have Twitter? Like, he has made my shitty Twitter accounts just because he does not exist and he should. That's like, so funny, bro. He really should. That's ridiculous. Like, get to the 21st century. Like, Twitter, like, you'd probably have a top 10 recruiting class if you just had Twitter. Like, it plays such really a big would. part. Like, he's, he's getting huge recruits without him. And, like, that, that just speaks to how much, uh, how great of a job he's done. But as far as horny Biggie's Twitter, he'd be such a horny account. Like, his they account would, would be really horny. They would eat that shit and up. And Seton Hall would be even hornier. I, you see how we, horny fucking UConn gets when Dan Hurley tweets some stupid ass Rocky bullshit? Right. They, and it's not even it, like uh, they like collectively fucking cream their pants. Like it's it, it's it's a big game of bread. And it's 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 ridiculous, dude. Like yeah, it, it's honestly kind of ridiculous. And in 2020, a Big East school's you know head coach, especially a good one, doesn't have a Twitter account. Right. And like one, one that's kind of making a huge name for himself doesn't he'd be verified in a second. Like all, you, all you need to do is press create account, and he's verified. Like he'd more verified That's than the Nepal account. That's all he account. has to do. That's ridiculous, too. By the way, <laughs> I still can't believe the Paul twi- the Paul's official basketball Twitter is not verified. I I, I think they, they have so a top ten recruiting funny. class right now. I think it's time. Hashtag verified to Paul. I tweeted that earlier. <laughs> we need to get that going. That's so funny. I love it, dude. Yeah, we have to. I, I think it's only fair that we take the uh, the lead on that because of the stands that we are. I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, we probably have a bigger voice than any DePaul account out there, including their own. Uh, That's what I was saying without saying it. Yeah. Their own official, their own official um, page. Uh, I mean, we're close. <laughs> I to know. Hopball's Hopball's tweeted about that one time. He's like, literally, me and Cap have more followers than like their whole barstool account. <laughs> they have a barstool. Account? <laughs> Yeah, it has like four thousand. Oh my god! Every other Big East schools has like probably five digits. Actually, I think ours might be lower. No, ours has more than four. I think ours has like seven or eight. Really? Yeah. Uh, we, we need. To, I'm almost positive it's above seven. Yeah, I get it confirmed. But I'm, I would, I would bet, uh, I would bet, I'll bet a six pack that it's above seven. I'll take, I'll take a six pack of Bud Light then. It's below seven. Three thousand three hundred forty-two. No way. Dead ass. Xavier Barstool. Xavier Barstool. 
name. Maybe I was thinking of Xavier Nation. And you might be, but uh, yeah, that shit. Yeah, tell me what fucking beer you want. <laughs> I had to make the stupid ass bet when it was unnecessary. I probably and you didn't even agree to the bets. Fucking stupid bullshit. I suck. All right, bro. I'll get you some Bush. Oh, Bush. You know, you know, I love those Bush lattes. <laughs> Bush league, baby. So, you ready for number seven? Yes, yes. Let's go on I'm with number putting, seven. I'm just putting all of Georgetown Twitter. Like, they have so many shitty accounts that I can't think of. Like, they all just collectively suck. There's not one of them that, like, sticks out like many other teams have. Like, one that just fucking blows. Shout out to Providence. Shout out to who. But, like, we'll they all later. just suck. They all just say dumb shit. Like... There's, they suck, dude. I'm, I'm obviously not a Georgetown guy, and I'm not going to pile on them today, but every Georgetown account just, like, collectively kind of sucks. Like, they don't have, like, one that, like, sticks out, but they all just kind of stink. I mean, they have one that sticks out that is good, and I, I, I do like casual Hoya. Uh, casual Hoya is cool. Think, there's there's a couple a- decent ones. Like, Hoya mentality is okay, but, like, for the most part, most of their accounts will just say they dumb just bullshit. They just fucking blow. Yeah. Like, get it, honestly, they might, it might be, should we kick them out of HBET? They don't. They don't sit at the table. And like they, they sit. The Do we have table. any Georgetown accounts in HBET? Not that I know of. I don't think so either. I, I, if they, I think if they're in there, they're not one at all. Yeah. yeah. So they don't. Hoy, they don't Hoy Hoy mentality could probably get in there. He, he's cool, but yeah, they they have nothing. And any Georgetown fan that that listens to this, like, please let us know of your existence. Let us. Let, if you exist and you're literally like not the worst of all time, like, give us a shout. Pitch to us why you should not be kicked out, and we won't right. kick you out. I right. just give us a good reason why we shouldn't kick you out, but first you got to listen to this. We just need two of them for the two-on-two tournament. That's really all we that's, need. That's all we need. I know. I We're not, and literally two. <laughs> it's not that difficult. Just two need to exist and not suck. They're the worst. Yeah, How difficult is that? Ask probably. Yeah, I'm not going to pile on them today, though. You got seven. Mm-hmm. I do have seven. My number seven, I have Jay Wright. <laughs> oh, shit. God, like, oh, it's what, so what annoying. Jay what did he do? Are you kidding me? Like, have you ever like we talk about it all the time? Like, just, he just, isn't it just classy bullshit? Like, fucking, he's kind of like John Rothstein to me. He's kind of like a Twitter robot. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I'm not a big Rothstein guy either. So, uh, like Rothstein, but he's just a robot. Like, I don't like robots. I'm, I'm like SpongeBob. Not a where, robot guy. Like, I, I know what you're talking about. But... A big anti-robot guy. Oh, wow. Like, a beep boop, beep boop, 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 bop. And they they ran out of they ran out of batteries too, but wow. we will. I uh, I need I need to refresh my memory on that episode before I really start quoting it. But uh, Jay Wright, like I just want you to talk shit to someone. Like stop being so fucking nice. It makes you feel bad. Like because I know you're saying it out of pity. I know you're saying because you feel bad that you just kicked the shit out of us. Just own it. Kick the shit out of us and just knock our, our teeth into the ground. Like curb stop us. It was our day. Please. Just, just even it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just say, you know what, today was our day. Yeah, just you know, like yeah, we, we don't even have we to. Were, don't we forget good. We were good, and I'm a god. We had a we had a great game today, and just that's it. I am a coaching god. <laughs> I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Ooh, ooh Ricky Bobby vibes. That's what that's what we want. That's what we want from Jay we're Wright. Just, we just we just want to talk shit to somebody. Stop being so fucking nice. And honestly, stop recruiting so well too. I'm tired of that's it. A, it's annoying. It's annoying. I'll give you that. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, n- number six, and then that's when we start getting into the real shitty ones. Oh, yeah. We, we're taking a big jump here. And this at six is insane because 
hard to believe there are five worse than this, but it's in the sixth spot. I have Ovid Butler. Ooh, okay. Covid Butler, just the worst. He just sucks, dude. Like I don't even know how to describe it. He's like, just look at his account, and you'll get pissed off. And I'm just um, add section twenty nine, and you will you will find out exactly what he means. Even Butler fans fucking can't stand him. He sucks. I'm not gonna keep. I'm gonna keep politics out of this, but he likes a lot of. I'll call it racist things, I guess, <laughs> which just is on brand because he sucks and he's always sucked. He's always just said shit that's way over the line that like we joke, but he's said shit that's just way over the line. And, uh, yeah, he's just the worst. I mean, you, you can see for yourself. I don't really have to, I don't really have to make much of a case here. It really speaks for itself. Honestly, follow him, follow him for 10 seconds and you will see what we're talking about. And then you'll follow him by the, unfollow him by the end of the day. It's that simple. It's very quick, it's very quick it. rental. I get, uh, you will not have a good interaction with him. I guarantee you that. <laughs> so uh, my number six, when we touched on, on him earlier, um, Joey, Joey Brawler. Uh, my man. So, and I, I've been waiting to shit on him for so long, but I feel like we kind of, I got everything I wanted to say when you, when you listed him, like just how fucking petty can you be? Like right. how, and how self unaware can you be? Like, yeah absolutely zero self-awareness of how dumb you're being you're getting mad about a hashtag about a road victory and honestly he created and seton hall fans are even mad at him like the fact that he was a verified announcer i was like how like are you like are you dumb or just an idiot yeah like, are you actually dumb or are you just fucking insane like the i'd really i'd really i need to find out how to unverify someone like, yeah that was freaking strange so and that's that's really the biggest thing I wanted to um, touch on with him is the fact that he created a rivalry called the Roadkill Rivalry that both fan bases just run with just to make fun of him. Yeah. Like, how pathetic can you be? You created a rivalry name loved by both fans, both fan bases, just because you're an idiot and we just want to make fun of you. So, Joey Brawler, you're pathetic. Also, absolutely pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. All right, bro. In the five spot, can't believe he's all the way down number number five. But I have Friars today. Okay. All right. I I have said that um he is not the worst Providence account, but we'll That's get into that. Insane. I'll That's get... insane. I think though that Friars today is louder than your boy. Um, but maybe I don't really follow the other guys much, so maybe I don't see his stuff as much. But holy crap, dude. It is just cringy, man. Very, very cringy. Talking bad about a lot of what I would consider positive things going on in the world. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to get, you know, too into the weeds. This is, you know, the Roblox podcast. It's not really our deal. But holy shit. It's just, it's just a bunch of bad looks, man. Just tweeting at recruits. Stuff that you probably shouldn't tweet at recruits. And just... Not good things, man. Yeah, tweeting that, you know, verified accounts, not nice things. <laughs> uh, I think I followed him for maybe 30 minutes. It's a tough look, man. I I don't know if I should be talking about someone that I believe actually has mental issues, but I, that, that's where we are. Well, like, there's a difference between, like, um, like, men, like, mental illness and, like, just being – a crazy maybe, maybe I, I, I can't claim to 
you know, be a mental health professional, but it's it's tough. It's a tough look. Now, actually, uh, get more into that. But that kind of seems later. to be a theme for that school. They are one of my least favorite of them, fan bases. A lot of them do suck, and I think even like um, a couple Plus good City ones has, uh, like even he has started talking about how bad they are. And I know more good ones than bad ones, but they seem to have the highest percentage of bad ones that the, I've seen so far. The absolute and and like and the bad ones are really, really very bad, bad. very bad, as bad as it gets. <laughs> and. So I'll go ahead and take that into my number five. I do have Ovid Butler there. Um, okay. So he, he has cracked my top five just because, and he just seems to appear everywhere and make everything about him and just want, he just like gets off on being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, just, he just loves picking fights and it's just, and he, he tries to make things too serious and he doesn't even like troll to be funny. He just trolls to get people angry. And that is not my type of person. So don't follow him. It's it's a horrible, horrible experience. Not a good time. Not a good time. You ready for number four? I'm ready for it. All right. I don't know. You might have you might have this guy higher. It is our boy, the former Najee Marshall goat. There's you just not much you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So we can I talk have, about. I actually have a lot of shit to, I actually have a lot of shit to say about him. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that when you when you get there then. And, and so I just go on your little tidbit and I'll, I'll do, uh, I'll do a little bit. It's just, it's one thing if you suck, but don't make us look bad, man. Like, come on. Like you can, you can be bad for Providence. You can be bad for, you know, mid-major schools, but don't make us look bad, man. You're making everybody like, you know what I mean? Come on. It's just like that. That's the thing that pisses me off is when you make Xavier look bad. Like when you're like an asshole Xavier fan, that's that shit that really pisses me off. Right, like I, I was like, "Yo, fuck this you're, guy!" You're, making, you're, you're dragging me guy. down with you. Yeah, like you make us all look bad with that shit. Like tweeting no, at players, like, bro, fuck off, dude. That is not how we do things around here, man. All for one and one for all around here, bro. All for <laughs> like, one. That, that's one the mind, and like he, and it's like the little shit would tip him off too, and he just go on some random rant, and it's it's just just awful. Absolutely, and he's he's had a couple of different pages where he's done the same shit, or it's like yeah. nothing changes. Whatever, no matter how many times he rebrands, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like he'll be fine for like a day, and then just back to his bullshit. Right, he'll like, uh, but we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. As, <clears throat> right, so my number four, that is where <clears throat> we're on number four, right? Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, that is where I have free throw okay and i mean you already touched on them i am pretty much the same same pretty much the same shit just picks fights with random people and i i already hate when he tweeted players like they have they have enough shit going on like they're in the national spotlight they don't need asshole fans being emotional at them like obviously you can criticize but he just he's he's definitely the type where if a recruit does not choose Providence. He will, which happens a lot, believe it or not. Recruits don't choose Providence. Uh, he decides that they're a bust anyway. He'll start shit and talk shit talk about a seventeen year old that um, uh, is making a big life decision. Yeah, it's just it's bad. Doesn't happen man. to be at the school that he roots for. Yeah, it's not a good look, man. No, definitely not a good look. 
Real tough look. Hey, we're getting to the real nitty gritty now. Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> doesn't get you any, doesn't get much worse than this. Ready for ready for a three piece over here? Go for it. Go for it with the three piece. All right. I'm, now the reason this one is lower than my top two is because I can't really pinpoint a specific one. There's multiple that I want to pin down, but it's a whole fan base, and that is the uh, the mid major rivalry of uh, the Xavier University Musketeers, and that is the University of Clifton. I'm especially thinking of the the Heartbreak Cincinnati account. Fuck that account. Also, that Danny V fucking account. Oh, my DTV? Yes. And then, like, Chad Brendel. And I love Chad Brendel. Like, I've always been super cool with him until he fucking blocked me out of nowhere because I think he was just tired of seeing Xavier be better than you see. Um, I played like that little man syndrome. Yeah, dude, he honestly – he always told me I was his favorite Xavier fan, like, for a long time. And then he didn't really have any, like, spat or anything. He just, like – I think I said one thing that kind of pissed him off, and he just blocked me. I think he was just – He does he well, have a quick block. Well, you know that, like, all my shit – I sometimes I'll go on, like, a, you know, five-tweet UC diatribe, uh-huh. just, you know, taking it to him. Um, I think he just – I had a – you know, he had too much. He had enough of it, and he just blocked me. But I was like, bro, bro, we've always been cool. It's never, it's never personal. I just don't like to spoil your roof for. Like, right. <laughs> you know. Like I haven't blocked literally anyone on Twitter. Undefeated, never lost. Like I like just don't think you know what I mean. Like, you know, only at the end of the day too. Like, and it's never personal. Like I just think it's sports at the end of the day. Like I love Xavier basketball as much as anything, but at the end of the day, it's sports. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not. It's not life or death. Yeah, like people I'm not always gonna... ask me, like, why don't you just block that person? Because it's not that fucking important. And honestly, yeah. if I block, like, I don't block because I'm down for any argument. Right, like, and it's like, I'm not backing yeah, down. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get like real life mad. Like I'm. I might be pissed off. Like I don't like when UConn, you know, talks their shit about us about Final Four bullshit. Like there was a couple of tweets where I was like, oh, you know, kind of pissed I, me off. But like I'm not like real life blood. mad ever, ever. It can't ruin your day. Like no, I mean, I, it'll boil sports, my blood dude. for about you know five minutes, and then you know, yeah, like, it's just like I got really mad when I was like twelve. You know, like on the bus with UC fans, like literally right. bullying me on the bus. Like I got fucking pissed, you know, like that's when I was like, all right, let's fucking fight. But I'm fucking 27, bro. Like, yeah, I love Zaire basketball, but I'm not real life mad ever on Twitter. Like it's so fucking childish. Get like grow the fuck up. And it's never, it's never personal. Like I might like say some bullshit, but it's, I'm just joking. And then like, normally if someone gets really mad, I'm like, look, bro, like I was fucking joking. Like I'm a clown. On, let's, like, let's, let, like, <laughs> let's. Yeah, freak out over something's worth freaking out over. Come on. <laughs> I mean, there's so much worse going on in the world. Exactly. So that that's my thought on that. And, like, the UC fans, like, just are so sensitive and they're so full of their bullshit. And, like, I do love, though, that they make it easy for us with their, like, so you know, easy. big big 12 banners and all their shit. But it's they just always annoying, too. Gun. It's annoying, too, when, like, the like the Cincinnati accounts, not even Bearcats accounts, like, regular Cincinnati, regular, like, the city of Cincinnati accounts. Like, we'll write off Xavier and be like, fuck Xavier, you know? It's like, we're better than them. And to UC fucking sucks. Like, not even just on the field or on the court, but, like, they're so easy to hate because they're so fucking dumb. And They they just give us such easy fuel. Like, every time they bring up the – like, they they bring up their history, but, like, that – yeah, it's great history, but it has nothing to do with what's going on now. Like, there's it's one like, that bro, said, "You've done shit in two decades, man." Like, what like, are you there, talking about? There was someone that, that was bragging about how, uh, um, 
like Oscar Robinson is still sits courtside. I'm like, cool, congratulations. Like, you know who has zero, like, you know who has like zero influence on the program right now? Oscar Robertson. Literally, like, not. literally, literally not. the program matter. that he played what for is a completely different program that is going on right now. Like, none of the same coaches, exactly. none of the it's same players, none of the same system. Whole different. Like that was like no, 15 like, eras ago. Congratulations, like, you have a season ticket holder. Right. Like, it's just. That's awesome. Worst, Be proud of like, him. Especially the Cincinnati accounts that write off Xavier. That shit pisses me the fuck. Like, I'm just like, what the fuck are you – like, imagine, like, looking at both sides objectively and be like, oh, yeah, I want to be on the, the mid-major UC side where they fucking talk about, you know, mid-major football. Like, oh, uh, okay. They, they talk about um, – I mean, they are, they're ranked by the A <laughs> people this and year. And, dude, like, literally I'll tweet, and I don't mention anyone. I don't at anybody. Mm. And they'll just come in with, like – some they'll literally tweet me about like some new three-star football recruit i'm like okay sweet like it's just so funny like they'll get like legit pissed it's like like tweet at me like my last um, five tweets about like some random or like dave they tweeted at me about david julius i'm like okay sweet you got a guy that averaged seven points at michigan oh my god we're we're scared of julius and chris vote yeah like we're really scared about chris vote and David to fucking Julius, get out of here. Paul Scruggs is going to eat his lunch. <laughs> and then, like, we'll just stick um, Colby Jones on him, and yeah, the freshman's like, going to lock him up. Congrats on your one top 100 recruit in the last five years. And they didn't we even get, like, get him get as a top season. 100 recruit. Like, they just I know. got him as it's, a transfer. They're the worst. But that's, that's my three, and I'm sticking to it. What do you got? My number three is 1917 from Providence. Oh, here we go. So... Oh my God, this fucking dude! I've had one interaction with him, and it was probably the worst experience of my life. Um, so he probably would be higher on my list if I had more interactions with him. But this dude is a 49-year-old that brags about his mom be- working for the athletic department at, at at Providence, and just starts throwing out this bullshit and um, like and just starts spewing bullshit and really false um, rumors and claims them as fact because quote unquote his mom works for the athletic department and and he and he's a 40 he claims to be a 49 year old guy although i think he's more of like a fit like a 15 year old uh but he's one of the most strange things people. i've ever seen on twitter he, he literally just he threatens to he, like, he threatens to fight people he challenges people to physical fights over twitter this is the most like, strange things i've ever seen like on twitter like literally like he's he's a he's a 49 year old guy saying catch me outside like i know bro it's like, just absolutely doing? pathetic and oh, yeah. I hope, and he probably still lives in his mother's basement, so he's still bragging about her job. That you know, imagine being forty-nine years old and not and making your mother work, and yeah, not being able to take care of your mother. Shitty son, yeah, you are. Nineteen seventeen. Fuck you. Yeah, that dude sucks. That dude sucks. I honestly like in the last like six months or so, probably, I've just stopped interacting with those idiots because it's just like if you argue with an idiot you're exactly the same thing it's just like i'm not gonna argue with these clowns like they're literally like they need help you know what i mean like right like i might like tweet once or twice and like then i realize you're just like in la la land i'm like okay bro like if you're actual buffoon yeah if you're a 49 year old bragging about your mom's job at providence like you're you're a kook like (laughs) i'm like i'm not i don't i don't have you know i'm just not gonna get involved in this because this is just shenanigans like, and you're 49 years old hiding behind a burner account on Twitter. Like, show your face. 
Yeah, at least be 27 how to burn our economy. Jesus. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you ain't afraid. Don't, yeah, don't be 49 high buyers. Yeah. Because, well, um, uh, like, free throw started, like, siding with us. I said free throw started going at him. Like, dude, show yourself. Like, sh- show a selfie. Face reveal. And he's like, what do you mean by that? Literally reveal your face. Are you fucking dumb? Like, prove that you're, for- prove that you're not a 15-year-old hiding behind an account. I know. What's a face reveal? Like, it's just the worst. Literally just reveal your face. Exactly what it says. Yeah, I know. Like how the captains eat your tongue reveal. Like, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. All right, bro. Did you get enough on them? I did, yes. All right, cool. Now we're in the top two. And they both fall in the same bucket, but they both had to be mentioned because they're just the worst. This is the worst, so they're technically the worst. Number two is Jimmy Jack. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Jimmy Jag, bro. Like, this fucking clown. (laughs) The funny thing is, bro, I haven't tweeted at him in months. He always just randomly shows up. And this clown, like, I'll I'll check my Twitter real quick. And it'll have been, like, I checked it, like, five minutes ago, let's say. And I'll look at it on, just, like, my uh, home screen. And I'll say I have, like, 11, like, notifications. Like, that's kind of quick for five minutes. And it's just, like, six Jimmy Jag retweets of, like, he retweeted himself from, like, from, like, February ago, this year. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I just, should like, not. what the fuck is this guy doing? He goes back like, and he retweets the same tweet. I uh, know, over and, and over. <laughs> and then he makes these goofy, like, scary and low-key, like, memes, like, See the memes they they all look the exact same. Like every meme they make looks, you can definitely tell it's them. The, like the second you see it, because they're just goofy, weird looking, uh, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, it's just so strange, bro. Just liking your own. They like their own tweets all the time. Every tweet he makes, he likes. Like, he likes and retweets. Like it's so it's pathetic. so strange, dude. I just don't understand. Like it's so goofy like you just do not understand what's going on bro like you are clueless you don't, like you, but you're like the epitome of aac twitter yeah well, that's like, literally AAC you describe the aac just like that like, and it's so, like the big east had some bad accounts but no one on that level oh god no even and, our worst is on that level and oh my and, I, and I, they I, have multiple of those yeah they 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 they've like a little uh mountain rush a little community I know. It's funny when, like, one of them will come out and then, like, you get, like, that AAC account. AAC guy? Yeah, or a funny dude that's, like, the Jason Garrett one, who I actually kind of like that guy. He's actually kind of funny. I don't hate that guy. Um, But they're just all just, like, a little, like, I don't understand Twitter pack. Like, they have no clue what the fuck's going on. Just, like, the Tulsane stands just coming out of nowhere. Uh, that that kind of takes it into my number two, who's one of his, he's part of that crew, is fucking Quando Lando. The goat. I f- cannot fucking stand that dude. Like, <laughs> he's it, the absolute goat. Like there's uh um like there there are points where I'm like okay this guy's just like trolling. He's just he's actually kind of funny. I no, thought no, I this, thought for a long time he was. This dude's actually serious. He legitimately tries to convince us that Temple is a better program than Xavier. Like, I know. <laughs> it's, it all started on my real Twitter account like two years ago. Like oh, really? before I made Captain X, he went at me about SMU being better than Xavier what as a program. What are you talking about? Like, and oh, I went at this fool back who, then. 
is his team? Like, does he have a team? I think SMU. I think is, SMU. Is, I, I think he's just like UCF or SMU. I think he's just all in on the AAC, though. Imagine that. Like, imagine being that low. I know. It's ridiculous. Like, but like, and he, he will go at it for hours upon hours and just spew the same bullshit about TV contracts and coaches that Temple had in the 80s that went on to do well elsewhere but did not do well for Temple. Like, it, dude, he's in, he's an insane person, bro. I actually, I actually do think he might be mentally ill. And oh, I mean, so there's something. Yeah, he's he's out there, bro. He's like one. He reached the AAC, so that just that, that just screams mental illness there. But and it's one thing if you're for a program, but rooting for the whole conference, it's just such a shitty conference. Like, right, like, imagine like attaching yourself to that. You know, to that. What are you doing? Like you, you hold Tulsa. Tulane and ECU to a higher standard than you do Creighton, Butler, yeah. and Xavier. You have like, US like your best program would be like middle of the pack over here, if that. If that. Like Houston's good. But they don't even talk about Houston. No. They talk about Temple. I know, it's ridiculous. So they're they're just absolute buffoons over there and it's the more like I just don't even I can't even interact with them anymore. It used to be kind of fun, like um, getting them to say stupid bullshit about how they think. But, you know, but now you know they're so dumb, it's not even worth your time. It's, you know, it's, it's like – It's exhausting. It, that's And that's literally what it is. It's like you're so stupid. There's a uh, – <laughs> who says it? There's some movie or some show where someone's like, you're literally too stupid to insult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think it's I think it's uh, in The Hangover. I think Ed's, or Ed's uh, Stu's character says it to, uh, to Alan. You're literally too dumb to insult. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm gonna start using that. Like, yeah, I need to like go they, find that it, clip. That's and, really what I think about them. Like you're literally too dumb to insult, bro. It's, like it's talking to a fucking wall. Without question, bro. You're just gonna get the same bullshit. Like thinking that like Steve Alford would have been a better hire than Travis Steele. Like bro, you're a fucking idiot. Oh my god. Oh my they said we should have hired god. Sean Brandon over Travis Steele. Like bro, you are out of your fucking mind. Yeah, no. Like they they say the dumbest shit. It's the a, it's dumbest. A, shit. I understand bias, but you gotta have logic too. Some like, and there's just none, bro. Like, it's just so funny how they were like going crazy about UConn and Dan Hurley until the second they left. And they're right. Moms, then all of a sudden, trash. All of a sudden, they can't recruit, and they're just a bad program. Yeah, they they struggle okay, in the yeah. AAC. They're gonna be, and they're gonna be good at the Big East. So they're uh, <laughs> that right. automatically means the AAC is better. Like it's shenanigans. They, they developed so, the hate for the Big East just because they're so much better. Yeah, they just they just have the goggles on. And that's all. That's just complete bias. So you that's actually covers my number one man. That's the goat, Mark Londo. That's oh, the really? Absolute goat. Yeah, that's the absolute goat, man. No one, no one tops the Londo. See, and I've said all I need to say on him, so I'm good, man. Just give me that goat. Well, the goat is our one and only, our former beloved, Najee Marshall goat. Oh yeah, yeah. This this makes sense. For a second, you you kind of delayed saying the goat part. I was like, what? Is he gonna go at Najee Marshall? <laughs> no, 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 no. We all we all know. Although you tried to get me to try to push the agenda that I actually hate Najee Marshall, which is far from true. In the group chat, it was a <laughs> joke. No, no, you tried to you tried to make it sound like when I was drunk as shit at my birthday. Oh, I, I remember that. Yeah, but it was just for the group chat. I didn't. But now you put it out in public. Okay, maybe. You, I don't, I don't. But Najee Marshall Goat, like he did, like really the three worst things that I could ever imagine 
One, tweeting at players. Mm-hmm. Two, um, telling people to kill themselves. Not Three, good. tweeting at players to kill themselves. Like, Combining you're just the two, absolutely okay. fucking nut. Like, the dude's actually crazy. Like, if you, if you see a picture of this dude, you'll think, like, all right, this dude has my death plotted. Like, the fact that he's not involved in a school shooting is very shocking to me. Like, he actually looks fucking crazy. So, yeah. like, if I woke up and saw, like, his face, I would say, all right, here's the sweet hands of death. Like, yeah. I'm going to die. He has my death planned, and it's going to be t- painful and torturous. But, so he would just go on these rants. I mean, and the biggest one is the Butler rant about Kamar Baldwin. So, yes, Kamar Baldwin hit a game-winning three against us. It hurts. It sucks. I was emotional, too. I was actually drunk as shit at Beer Fest, and I threw my beer mug across mm-hmm. the room. But mm-hmm. he went on this tangent telling P- telling Kamar Baldwin that he need that he is better off dead. That is just fucking acceptable. That this season? Yeah, this this past season. Like this oh, I, was in March. The, I was on the boat. Okay, you, were on, yeah. you were on the boat, so you missed this entire thing. So we're to the point where, like, I sobered up. I was so pissed off about it. I sobered up, and I don't like being sobered up. I like being mm-hmm. drunk. Um, Who doesn't? Yeah, good man. <laughs> so, and like, the only thing um, better than horny is horny and drunk. Ooh, man, I'm, I, need, I need to go start drinking then. <laughs> I'm about to bust. <laughs> Lord have mercy about the bust. <laughs> so, well, what does not make me horny is Najee Marshall Goat. He's an absolutely mm-hmm. fucking psychopath. The dude legitimately thought he was going to marry Rose Lavelle. Would, mess, would he, he'd be in my DMs about it every fucking day. So about how he's going to get Rose Lavelle to marry him. And like, dude, you don't know where the fuck. Like, one, you're ugly. And two. Um, Andy, how are like, things going with Kate Upton, by the way? Uh, um, Kate Upton, actually, I, I messaged her the other day. Um, mm-hmm. I, got, I got red in a couple of days. So okay. I think we're making the progress. Nice, dude. I, That's I think awesome. in the next, within the next twenty years, I will not be blocked. So I think that. So you're telling me there's a chance. There's a there's there is a chance. Um, so you're telling I, me there's a chance. I think she she at least knows my existence. So I, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated, and maybe I'll get that John Fanta wedding shout out here in the next couple decades. Let me know when the wedding is, man. And, I'm there. All right, man. You're in it. Shout out to Matt Titeo. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're tearing up my Notre Dame heart again. God <laughs> damn it. Done, <laughs> I had to be done. That's the best kind of girlfriend, the virtual girlfriend, right? Exactly. Like the one that you can just make up and she's perfect in your head. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like you just wake up cuddling a pillow. That's not weird. Um, I'm a big pillow cuddler guy. Yeah, big absolutely. pillow cuddler. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm, my birthday gift is a body pillow. <laughs> not to brag. <laughs> Much needed, much needed. Yeah, it was fun taking it to the worst of Twitter. And it, it really was. Getting it out. We had to get it out. And if anybody got offended at anything that we said, just remember you deserve it. You brought it on yourselves because, you know, yeah, and you made it on us. We welcome all of the, uh, the negative feedback you have towards us. Now, honestly, yeah, roast me. I don't give a fuck. I promise you will not get blocked. You will not. Like, you have my word that I have blocked one account on Twitter. And it Unless was because you have my nudes, you will not be blocked. Oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. I probably pissed off a lot yeah. of people who have my yeah, nudes. That's my, that's my only one. If you got my yeah. nudes, bro. Yeah, tough yeah, I mean, I trust you with my nudes, but that's about it. Well, I think I'm a good, you know, gatekeeper for them. Yeah. <laughs> I, think they're, I think they're in a safe place. They, they are, and I'm, I'm very much – I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah, of course. You know, I got you. <laughs> no, no, better, no better person. No better It's 2020. Person. We do not discriminate around here. 
It's not 2003 anymore, boys. It tells them, it's got to tell some people. Cause I've gotten, you, you really do. <laughs> I've gotten into way too many fights about, uh, about, um, <laughs> you can say boomers it. being boomers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, boomer Twitter is strong. Oh, Not man. like in a good way. There's a lot of them. No. Did Did you see that um argument about uh Tom Brennan that me, Coop, and Patrick got in with that Mark? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that one. Bad look. Yeah. That was a bad look. Horrible. Horrible. We're mm-hmm. not going to get into that. No. But there is one bright spot, and that's Dennis Stewart. Uh, Danny Stu is the anti-boomer. Like he's we, the, we love Danny Stu. Like we we are big Danny Stu stands. He, and he gives me he gives me hope for all boomers. He he really just gets us. Mm, he's the man. I, he's he's, he's what I hope to be when I'm that age, man. He's he's awesome. Uh, I mean, I really can't. Like, what other boomer is like? He's in, he's in lower bowl, but he's loud, and he's not like he. Is he, he's in it, so he brings he's the leader of the boomers. He's the he's, he's the, the king one horny lower bowl guy. Oh yeah, he's the only lower bowl guy I'm cool with. And he's um, he, he's towards the top of my guys I want to have a beer with list. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's high up there. I just want to hear some old Xavier stories from. I just think Denny Stu, old Xavier stories. That'd be a fun time. To having a beer, listening to good old days. That'd be that'd be a good time. You know all the Xavier stuff he's probably got in his head after all the years. Oh God! Like, and he's seen the entire thing build. That's what I'm saying. I, I kind of cool. need to hear all this, like to hear exactly. He was probably at the Xavier Evansville game when Andy Mack got thrown out. And it sounds like he was a fan even before they were good. Yeah, oh, and he's die hard. Like he was, and he, he was there when like they Steve sucked. Thomas and shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he bought in real quickly. Because if I'm gonna be real with you, it would have been tough. <laughs> I don't know why I would have been a Xavier fan in like 1975. They were awful. Have you ever read the book Xavier Tales, bro? I have not. It's a book about all of Xavier's history, and I've read it cover to cover, I think, a couple times. Uh, it's brutal until, like, Bob Stack shows up. So, like, bro, like, for example, like, it'll be, like, the 50s, and uh, it'll be, like, Xavier actually started off on a decent stretch, you know, winning three of their first four, and you're like, okay, this is cool. And they ended the season by losing their last 19. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> dude, it's, dude, like, it's just 30 years of just brutal. <laughs> like, and they followed that up by a two win season in 1955. <laughs> Fucking Christ. I definitely would not start reading it until Bob Stack shows up. It's, it's rough. <laughs> dude, it is the funniest shit though. My dad and I crack up about that shit sometimes. Um, I think I, think I need to get on that. It's so funny. I have it. I can give it to you. Um, but uh, it is actually really cool though. Seeing like the program build though, and it it is cool because there is like a a president at the time or something before Stack got there, who essentially like, laid down the law. I was like, okay, guys, like we're not losing anymore. Like we're gonna change this program, and you know it's gonna take time. We're gonna flip it around, and literally. It all happened the way he said it, which I thought was fucking sick. Like, it's actually pretty cool. Like, he made the commitment, and they changed, you know, they made, like, all these, you know, this is how we're going to do things now. This is – we're going to be a new program. and we're They gonna truly committed and, to building Xavier basketball. Yeah, and, and slowly but surely they did, man. And it's, and it, it's pretty freaking cool. And, I mean, we're, we're obviously still building, which honestly is still really cool that we're going to be able to see the – like we're, we were born in the generation that's going to get to see the, the finished product, like the, the one that yeah. finally breaks through. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I, I, I hope so. We're only in our twenties. We got it. 
I hope so. <laughs> Got to keep building, though. But uh, but but yeah, man, I, I think that a, a beer with Denny Stew would be a good time. That that'd be that'd be a while. We gotta get that to happen. Gotta get that to happen. I wouldn't even say a word. I would just be listening to all the stuff. <laughs> like, it's cool, uh, man. I I would be. It'd be like having a beer with Jesus. Like just sit there and talking to you. <laughs> a beer with God, bro. <laughs> a beer with the Godfather. Yeah, bro. We should we should we could do a uh, a top ten. I want to have a beer with list. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. I like that. That'd, that'd, that'd that's be that, a good that sounds one. like next week. That that, that, that might be next week. <laughs> Uh, bro it is late i just watched low-key while we were talking the uh rockets uh thunder game which was awesome they're going into a game seven best two words in sports oh, game shit, seven really? yeah bro okay chris paul went to work dude i fucking um, love chris paul yeah like, chris paul went to absolute work and i knew it because they were the first team to 69 i didn't want to say it because you were already talking and you were already in a, in a big tangent at the time when they had 69 but OKC okay, got the 69, it was 69, 68, and then Houston went on a huge run. I was like, oh man, they might not win, even though they're the first team was 69. They still won because, of course, it's the it's a universal law of nature. <laughs> first to 69 wins. Uh, uh, real quick, I did find out that I have two accounts blocked. Two. Whoa. One of them is that offline Malik dude that uh. I just couldn't stand listening to the profile picture pop up on my feed, so I just blocked it. Fair um, so, like, it's just a dude licking a lollipop with this ugly ass mustache, like I don't, and eyeliner, like I don't want to see That's that. Hot. And I, I, like pink eyeshadow. Yeah, That's I just hot. got tired of seeing that. Um, you share his account? Can you send his account to me real quick? Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. Good. Um, and the other one is Miller Lite. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I, I hate Miller Lite, so no I, I beer a, hater, Andy Pick. Uh, I don't hate beer; I hate Miller Lite. What did beer do to you? Miller Lite did horrible things to me. Wow, what, we'll have to get into that next week. How <laughs> I, I need to hear about what Miller Lite did. I mean, they just existed. That is some strong hate for a beer that's never done shit to me. I wouldn't say I'm a huge Miller Lite guy, but I don't. Man, I wouldn't block him on Twitter. I, I think I have. Well, it's been a long-running joke that I hate Miller Lite. Like I, uh-huh. I refuse to drink it, um, mm-hmm. even if it's free. I right. finished. I've finished one Miller Lite without switching to Bud Light. Um, <laughs> so like, I, I joke with all my friends that I just can't stand Miller Lite, so I blocked them on Twitter. That's funny. Okay. All right. That's wave. All right. That's cool. I'm cool with that. I support yeah. it. So yeah, I had to do it for the meme, and I'm keeping it. I'm sticking it. I'm sticking to it. Good on you. I'm still undefeated. I dare anyone to be the first. As I said, I've, I've never blocked someone because I got mad at them. Good man. Still I, undefeated then in my book. Yeah, I'm, I still consider myself undefeated. I've never gotten petty enough where I got into an argument with you, so I blocked you. Good now, man, I've been on the other side many a times. No, I, dude, been. I would love, I wish you could see all the accounts that block you. Yeah, like, or at least find them. I know. I want to see what my body count is, man. I, I'm very, very curious because it is, it is up there. I know there's, there are two Xavier fans that did. Um, wow. One of, them, yeah, one of them's older, and one of them literally uh, called me a narcissist for um, saying Xavier Nation was being stupid for saying fire um, Travis Steele. Okay. Like, so he, like, he's like, you, call, you just called all of Xavier Nation stupid. And he just called oh. me a fucking narcissistic asshole. Well, yeah, you're being stupid, though. <laughs> like, all right, dude. Yeah. Um, Have a good life. Fine. Like, yeah, like good riddance. Yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, thanks, thanks for not responding. Yeah, get out of <laughs> here. Save my time. Thanks for diving yourself out, yeah. 
good. So I don't know, I don't know that's that's kind of everything I have. I don't know. I know it's really fucking late. We went on I think, many a tangents yeah, two weeks yeah, we ago. <laughs> we we really did. Yeah, we made up for that last week for sure. Well, I got a I got a I got a big day of nothing ahead of me, so I should probably go get some sleep. And and I got a big na- day of nothing to of getting paid. Nice. G- getting paid that's to the do best nothing. Kind. That's the best kind of getting paid. And I'll, I'll I'll be tweeting. Don't worry. But I was I was not worried about that. Andy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll still get my two hundred a day, even though I I got to work with some customer service web chat. I was not concerned, bro. But I appreciate it. Hey, for sure. <laughs> so, hey, I really, honestly, who the hell is listening at this point? Not even me, bro. <laughs> Not, I lost my co-host. Holy shit! <laughs> honestly, anybody listen? Anybody listening to this, including the co-host? Holy fuck! <laughs> Just, do you want to do another word that they can tweet at us for a uh, a random award? I kind of do. Oh, what should the award be? Well, um. I will buy them a um, – anybody – we're probably going about two and a half hours. Miller Lite? I, I, think, oh, oh, ooh, I don't hate them that much. I want them to listen. <laughs> what about a salad bowl T-shirt? All right, you can get them a salad bowl T-shirt. Uh, and it, and they said Broken Anchor just came out with some salad bowl T-shirts. 1950 salad bowl, Xavier beat Arizona State. They actually dropped them today. Um, anybody's listening to this point – Tweet at me, Najee Marshall Goat is fucking insane, and you will get a salad bowl t-shirt. <laughs> Tweet at the Roblox podcast that Najee Marshall Goat is fucking insane, and they have to throw the fucking in there. Yes, it's like I don't care if you don't cuss; it has to be in there. It has. They have to say fucking insane, and you'll get. Watch a, your grandpa do it. Honestly, I would love that. I would That'd absolutely awesome. love that my grandpa listen to two and a half make, hours of being a jackass. Grandpa burner account. <laughs> Please do. That'd be great. <laughs> Please make my grandpa start a burner account. <laughs> you supply uh, profile pictures. They might. They would. Uh, I can't. I can't do his actual picture. That, that, that's disrespectful. All right, I'll find a grandpa on Twitter. <laughs> And I'll, I'll, I'll do one of those like um, pictures of me that makes my makes me old, and I'll send that to you. Good man, there it is. Right. That's the and, one. And said, tweet it, tweet at the Roll Blob Podcast. Najee Marshall Goat is a, is fucking insane, and you get a salad bowl T-shirt of your own size that you would like. Can't beat it, man. The Roll Blob Podcast take up care of people. Love to see it. That's what we do. That's what we do. What take else care is of our fans. We have seventy followers what else now. Is new? So you got to take one care more of them. Than, one more than the goat number. Yeah, one, not bad. We already give this. We already give the shout out at Bluff at Bluff City Friar who got us to the climax point. Could be a better guy. Nice, nice word usage, by the way. Oh, absolutely, you, you know it. Game. Okay. All right, Broski. I think we are ready to sign off, man. It was a good. It was a good show, man. Glad we got to make up for last week. And if we, oh shit, did we make up for it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, people. And honestly, thank you for sticking with us. Yeah, Najee Marshall Goat's handle. fucking insane. <laughs> Najee Marshall Goat's fucking insane. And yes, my so I get that t-shirt? <laughs> and then tweet at it. Damn, all right. I'll get off here in a second. I got you. Your grandpa's going to get that shit. That'll honestly... He was probably, he was probably at the salad bowl. <laughs> he probably was with Denny's too. <laughs> hey, maybe my grandpa is Denny's too. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> 
That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> All right, bro, let's get the fuck out of here.